1: Collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Finally, the seriousness of climate change has been expressed. Finally, finally, the effects of man-caused climate change have been publicized, and now, maybe just maybe, the flat earthers of climate change, the the science deniers like Chris Cruz. We'll begin to see the light. Maybe. I'm hopeful that today, finally, now that we have publicized the truth of how serious this is, the science deniers like Chris Cruz Whoa. may... I'm not a science denier. You're denying being a science denier? You're a science denier denier? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you think you know somebody. The melting ice caps we know are a problem. They will lead to rising tides, floods... Hurricanes, the rising tides will lead to droughts. Yeah. Right? I mean, all of that water flooding in from the polar ice caps, rising the sea levels, the, leading to hurricanes yeah. and tornadoes, and, and then droughts. Sure. That right? Because, yes. The additional water, water on the coast yes. will lead to droughts. Yes. So you got flooding and droughts all happening at once, at the same moment. Wow. Right. Think about that. The, leading to the deaths of millions of people, the people that are left will have raggy clothes, right? Yeah, yes. They'll yes. they'll make weird weapons and things out of combining other things that like computers that don't work and weird cars, weird cars, stuff like that. And yes, bikes. There'll be a dome, a thunder dome, where people will duke it out. This is what we're talking about. Millions will die. Millions will live in and around the thunder dome. Mm. Millions more will starve, and those that are left, the displaced, the homeless, those hordes of people, will endlessly walk the earth in search of some sort of relief. We've known no. that for a while, and still there are some people who deny it. But I now, with the publishing of one article yesterday, I believe finally people will get serious about man-caused climate change. Hmm. I'd like to share some of that article please. with you. Please, please. The headline from the article: Could climate change destroy the Bloody Mary? And I think that's uh, the the what? The Bloody Mary.
3: Oh, the the one that where kids look at the
2: mirror and it's no, Bloody no, Mary. the drink, the Bloody Mary. Oh, whoa, you know, wow. the the, cock, the breakfast cocktail. Oh, that's a breakfast cocktail. I know it's a, a cocktail. I mean, people drink breakfast. it other times too because it's a Bloody Mary. But a lot of people drink it. The mm-hmm. nice thing about the Bloody Mary is mm-hmm. it gives you an excuse to drink at breakfast. Uh, See, Chris, back in the day, I mean, now people just drink whatever. Back in the day, you're having a cocktail at 1030 in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's not even lunchtime yet. People would kind of turn their (laughs) nose up at you, you know. Uh, And you could say, it's a Bloody Mary. Oh, oh, it's a Bloody Mary, which, by the way, still has alcohol Mm -hmm. in it. But yes, it's for it's a breakfast drink. It's breakfast alcohol. (laughs) Right. That's what it is. Anyways, back to the seriousness of the topic. Could climate change destroy the Bloody Mary? Chris. I mean, it's one thing to say millions of people may die. Yeah. It's another thing to say people will starve and they'll be displaced and they'll live in the Thunderdome. But when you're talking okay. about the disappearance of the Bloody Mary, hmm. the destruction of, I think, finally, we are serious.
3: Uh, yes. Right? Yes. I mean, you got to understand. Don't want, people don't want the Bloody Mary to be gone.
2: No, of course. You want to drink at breakfast, right? Do you right? Really want sober people? Think about it. How else are you going to drink at breakfast? Let me share some of the article with you. Mm-hmm. It starts off at... And I will share parts of it. It's not been edited to change the content. I will not read all of it because it's rather lengthy. But I will share significant parts so you understand the seriousness of climate change now. It begins, at this point, we've all just made peace with the idea that climate change will just dis- devastate the earth, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the opening line. We've all just made peace with that. It's... Uh, Now easy to imagine a world without coffee, wine, bananas, avocados, chocolate, crops, whose mere presence in the world's food supply is threatened by a warming planet. It's easy to imagine life without all those, right?
3: I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking, yeah.
2: Is it easy for you to imagine a world without coffee and wine? Yeah. How about bananas? Ooh. Avocados, chocolate, crops? Ooh. Well, for a lot of us, it's easy to imagine, Chris. The article goes on, but some climate change experts stress the fact that Complete extinction is less of a threat, okay. of those things. You know, mm-hmm. complete extinction, uh, less of a threat than ways smaller adjustments will affect our food chain. So what they're saying is, uh, complete extent- extinction isn't likely, as is they. But but hold it, hold it. I know what you're doing. You're saying all of those reports of complete extinction have been overblown in the past, right? Mm-hmm. But as it turns out. Doesn't matter because those smaller adjustments are going to affect our food chain. Hmm. For example, Ed Carr, director of Clark University's International Development, Community, and Environmental Department, whatever that is, <laughs> yes. warns that our modern food system is interconnected in ways we will fail to truly grasp until a single shock or stress impacts the system. Take, for example, they say the iconic brunch drink, the Bloody Mary. Hmm. There it is, Chris, right out there. Those Mm -hmm. little adjustments will affect and likely destroy the Bloody Mary. Oh, no. Mm -mm. Yep. Michael Hoffman, who runs the Cornell Institute for Climate Smart Solutions, whatever that is. That's a nice job. He said, if you take the pieces one by one, you start realizing tomorrow's Bloody Mary is going to taste very (laughs) differently.
3: Oh, yeah, of course. It's going to
2: be missing something. Well, right. All those little adjustments. I mean, Chris. Millions of people dead. That's one thing. But if my Bloody Mary starts tasting a little bit off, damn it! If I if I get over breakfast, I'm like, just give me a Bloody Mary. Just no less with the blah blah waitress and a little more Bloody Mary. And she brings it over, and I just I just feel like hell. Let me just little hair of the dog. <laughs> damn it! That just tastes a slight bit off. It's not the recipe's it's, not there. It's something. What is, what is going on back there? Climate right? change. Right. I'm not prepared for no, that. No, no. I was ready for millions of people to dive in and starve. Oh, you were? And, uh, of course, course. But
3: once Bloody Mary's out of the uh, That's it.
2: Mm. That's when you gotta get to it. That's the rubber meat in the road right there, Who buddy. Dunk it. Bloody Mary is going to taste very different. How different the article asks? Yes, how different? Scientists can't definitively say how flavors are gonna shift. It depends, they say. Okay. But what the experts we talk to, the article says, can agree on is that the ingredients that make up your bloody Mary are in for a rough few decades of change. Ooh. Chris Cruz, what goes into a bloody Mary?
3: Well, Doc Thompson, it's very easy. You got the tomatoes.
2: Oh well, well, You think tomatoes are gonna to be around? Blossom and rot. Isn't Blossom and Rot, Chris?
3: I don't know what that means, but
2: Blossom and Rot. Have you ever had- no. heard heard Your blossom end could rot. Oh, oh, yeah! Scientists say higher temperatures increase the odds of plants getting blossom end rot, (laughs) and you don't want your blossom end rotting. No, you do not. Whoa, no! no. I mean, because that makes your fruit ripen more slowly.
4: Oh, you
2: want your so yeah, and that.
3: I have a green tomato instead of an orange tomato.
2: It's right, and it decreases your fruit size too. If you get blossom end rot,
3: Mm. and it
2: reduces the natural sweetness of your fruit. Wow. Less sweet, longer time to become ripe. And small. And smaller fruit. That's blossom and rot. And that could be. And they say once temperatures get above 90 degrees, you uh-huh. can kiss your fruit goodbye altogether.
3: So this is exile. I mean, not exile, extinct.
2: Extinct, exactly. Wow. So that's the tomatoes that aren't going to be around.
3: What up? Okay, so the next one is uh, vodka.
2: That's right. Yes. You think that's going to be here? by well, yeah, 20, no by 2060 potato yields will be down by they say as much as 32% and you know potatoes go uh, vodka's made from potatoes uh, places uh, from potatoes mm-hmm. in places mm-hmm. specifically like India they say that's where those yields are going to be down and another study predicts drought and hotter weather are going to shrink wheat yields which some vodkas made oh, from mad wheat out of like wheat. Okay. Uh, gray goose for example okay. and they say those wheat yields Within 100 years, could be down by as much as 21%. Could be, though. Could be.
4: Okay.
2: In 100 years, yeah. So mm-hmm. right there, tomato and vodka threatened right there. Right there. Uh, don't you put like a splash of
3: hot sauce on it?
2: Do you know where Tabasco is headquartered? Texas? Avery Island, Louisiana. Oh. Avery Island, Chris. Island, What's the gonna happen? Thailand's not gonna be there. Their so headquarters is gonna be under. You think you're gonna have Tabasco sauce when their headquarters is under us uh, underwater? Wow. Because they can't just move their headquarters.
3: Well, I, yes, they can.
2: I mean, you, know, you think they're just gonna move to another office somewhere?
3: Yes, a lot of.
2: See, I'm hearing work. science denying right here, right I'm here. Work I'm hearing science denying and mm. you promoting uh, U-Haul. That's what I'm hearing. U-Haul? What are you in the tank for U-Haul now? If they have to move, they have to move. Tomato, vodka, hot sauce, all gone, Chris. Possibly, mm. maybe, many years from now. It's a chance.
3: Mm. What about some lemon?
2: Yes, lemon is often uh, added to Bloody Marys. Mm-hmm. Um, they say with dramatic temperature changes, fruits that ripen too quickly... Uh well will light will ripen too quickly oh, okay, and okay. lemons will become bitter. Oh, that's good. Bitter lemons. You want a bitter the, lemon? No. No. No? No. Oh. Worcestershire sauce. You're not gonna have Worcestershire. You're not gonna have sauce. You're gonna have neither one. Why not? not be, do you know what Worcestershire sauce is made from? Uh not many not things, anything. but one of the main ingredients anchovies, Chris. Anchovies. Ew, really? Yes, fermented anchovies. And those could disappear, possibly mm-hmm. disappear appear by as soon as 2048. Completely gone. So, okay. tomatoes, out. vodka, hot out. sauce, out. lemons, out. Worcestershire out. sauce, all threatened, Chris. All of it. What about the horseradish? Do you know where the majority of North America's horseradish is grown? Utah. No. Two counties in southern Illinois. Most of it's grown there. In 2002, a fungus almost wiped it all out. There you go.
3: A climate change fungus or just a fungus? Just a fungus.
2: Hmm. So that doesn't have anything to do with climate change. But Chris, that shows how fragile our system is here. What about there?
3: ice? Because I know you have to put some ice in there.
2: You think there's going to be ice when the planet's rising and there's drought and uh, floods at the same time and then other areas of the planet are going to be really cold? There'll be no ice. What do you mean there's no ice? How will there be ice when parts of the planet are really hot and parts are really cold?
3: Go to the cold parts.
2: What about the hot parts?
3: They could just move
2: to the cold part. Doesn't say anything about destroying refrigerators, though. So, mm. Plus, they said the amount, timing, and intensity of rainfall threatens our water resources. Does it? Sure. Okay. The amount, timing, and uh, intensity. Mm. It threatens it. So there you go. You got all those things. What else goes into a Bloody Mary? It's oh, black it. pepper. That's right, black pepper. Now we're not talking the stripper that I passed this morning on the way to work. I'm not oh, talking no. about black. No, I'm talking about the the spice. Yeah, the, the, most of that comes from Vietnam and India. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yes. pretty cool. And the uh, they are the biggest producers of black pepper, and they say output is already at a maximum. Cow already at, right there done. What do you mean by? <laughs> They're already putting out as much Black Pepper as they can. And by the way, Black Pepper is already putting out as much as she can as well. (laughs) We're at maximum maximum output for Black black Pepper. pepper Boom, both ends. That's right. So there you
3: go. I forgot the crete th- What's that green thing that you put? Like Oh, the celery.
2: Celery. Celery. Yeah, yeah. that's probably the final ingredient. Did yes.
3: like you just dunk yeah. that in there? Now,
2: and- I'm glad you asked about celery because as if all those things aren't a problem, right? This is a- all according to the article, mind you. Yeah. This is all researched from these people. Celery. According to UK scientists, they investigated greenhouse gases and how they affect celery. This was just last year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And according to their data, mm-hmm. greenhouse gases have no effect on uh, on celery.
3: So we're good. What
2: do you mean? It has no effect? That's right. That's right. <laughs> there was no effect of increased temperatures or greenhouse gases on celery production. So it's not good. affected by it whatsoever. So we're good. So if you think that's good, no, uh, am, I, am I being duped here? I think this is, isn't that a good thing? They put it in the article. So it must be, it must be bad. No, no, no. It, it's good. It's none of that affects it. So that's right. That's exactly right. But it's so in the article. Have Did you not hear the beginning? No, Could I heard climate the- change destroy the bloody Mary. No, I heard and then it. And they tell you that science, they cited the effects of climate change on celery. There's no, none. That's what I'm saying. So we're right. good. Why would they put it in the article if we're good?
3: I don't know why they put it in the but they're good. <coughs> Celery's good. Celery's safe.
2: Okay, if you want to take it that way, science denier denier... There you go, Chris. I'm using there it is. There's science on that last one. We laid the whole thing out. There it is. There it is. Bloody Mary now. Now people are going to get serious about climate change. There it is. Laid the whole thing out. Good. How do good. you feel now?
3: I Feel good. I feel good. I feel good. What about uh, what about rum? I'm sorry. What about rum?
2: Oh no, you'll just go down to the liquor store and get that. That's Good <laughs> Morning Blaze. We're kind of like the real news, except
1: honest and factual. Huh. What a concept. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. most culturally diverse morning show on the radio hosted
2: by a white guy it's the morning blaze with doc thompson i had some mordecai had some questions uh or some thoughts anyways on the list of ingredients that uh, go into bloody mary and he thinks that they were actually saying we're cool with the salary too i don't know why they would put that in there but you think you have a reason why they went ahead and added that when it makes it sound like is going to be around why would they do such a thing
1: because no one <laughs> likes celery. Wait, what? No one likes celery.
2: You don't like celery? No,
3: who? No, I don't. The thing is, though, who is Morica doesn't celery? like
2: anything. That is true. That he is doesn't. True. That's right. You he don't doesn't like, like anything. anything. Yeah, no. no. So, I like celery. That's why he so use brick house. I was gonna defend celery but if Kirk Jones is in on I know. celery <laughs> can't defend celery I'm telling you I'm Whitey, in on celery Whitey McWhitey <laughs> yes. Mordecai you're that's, not like rolling that's... up at the fast food going I'll have celery you <laughs> no, never no. ordered no. celery out and about no. Okay. Kirk
3: yeah. is the guy that goes to uh, Buffalo Wild Wings and says I'll have extra celery yeah, oh yeah no he's no, like uh, sure.
2: I'll have an order of celery and they're like uh, do you want wings on the side oh no no, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, no. <laughs> their celery's top a notch lot by of celery. <laughs> he's the
3: one that takes my celery so Celery carrots? Neither. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I'll yes. have extra
2: hot celery.
3: <laughs> don't joke about Buffalo too. Wild Wings celery. It's legit. <laughs> it is not, It's just celery. There doesn't do on. anything to it. No, you can't. You cannot. You can really go wrong with celery. No, but Buffalo Wild Wings doesn't do anything to the celery. Yes, you know they do. That other There's something, they, something they do. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't you know, know what it
2: is. You're an idiot. You're such an oh, idiot. I get the tweets <laughs> in with the hashtag, what I learned today.
3: Stinky Biscuit tuning out this study was brought to you by the Celery Growers Association of America
2: (laughs) if I am celery growers I am leading with this oh yeah we're good we're good we're gonna survive the apocalypse actually no uh just the opposite. It's the other people who want it. Like the vodka people are like, "You better no, no." I think you're right. The celery, no, no, grows. the celery people. Yeah, I think both of them can spin it their way. Yeah, yeah, they can, they can. Blah blah blah. Love the blah blah blah. Climate change scientists
3: are full of whata coulda shoulda supporting their cause.
2: Well, there's a whole lot of great. It's possible that under the right conditions, there's a chance that many many years from now something could be affected a small percentage. Uh, I'm sorry, up to a small percentage. Have you noticed <laughs> that? They're like, up to 21%. <laughs> uh, they they doubt that they're like, up to 21%. 21? Right. That's 21, guys. No, no, it's up to 21%. Could. <laughs> by the way, it's possible it could be up 21%. It yeah. could yield more, Yeah. One percent more. James emojo 50 saying, I'm not saying...
3: I'm just saying, if climate change kills the Brussels sprouts, maybe it's
2: not that bad. Here's what I want them to remember. These are people who believe in evolution, right? Yes, yes, yes. Evolve. What kind of wonderful vegetables will we get oh. in the future? You oh see what God. I'm saying? Something the opp- they tell us all these things that go away. What are we getting?
3: In the opportunity to see, like to name them.
2: Uh, I was thinking vegetables that taste better. Oh. Like, I don't know. I mean, so imagine you got a a new form, a new form of Brussels sprouts or broccoli that tastes like pizza. Ooh. Right. How about that? Oh, you're talking celery. It's uh, it's hamburger celery. Yeah.
3: Without luck, that's not going to happen.
2: Right. So you're like, oh my gosh, this is like, it's like eating a big juicy burger Burger. with cheese Mm. and bacon. Wouldn't that be awesome? Mm, mm. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe we haven't evolved enough. Maybe the bad food should start tasting bad. Maybe burgers and pizza should be tasting like uh, celery. And celery should taste like burgers and pizza. Then we're good. (laughs) Double hot fudge brownie sundae should taste like spinach. And spinach should taste like apple pie. Mm, Wouldn't that be awesome? Yes. And you'd be going, hey. Stop eating all your vegetables and start eating some of that apple pie and pizza, mm. right? Yes, mm. yes.
3: Uh, you got T.J. Toppin saying, "Gone by 2048." Anyone that is older than Ted Cruz won't be around to see that. Yeah,
2: I'm not real concerned about it. That's not. That's uh, not a big problem. It's not, <laughs> I'm not losing sleep over that one. I've got some <laughs> other things to prioritize. <laughs> I'm just thinking maybe the people who write this study haven't. Uh, who wrote the study? Haven't really prioritized all no, that much. No, no. I mean, no. I would think. In the world of climate change, you know how are all these things affected, the Bloody Mary might be a little bit down your list. Yes. Just, yes. just t- take that down there a little bit. You know, For some of us, though, drinking at breakfast, more important than others, apparently. Hey, if you haven't had a chance yet, please go to usewaxrx.com. Why? use waxrx.com because that's where you buy the, uh, the WaxRx system. To do what? To clean out your ears. For what? Haven't you been listening all this time? To clean out your ears, Chris. You get all the wax out of your. Read my. Let me write this down for you. Uh, the Wax RX system helps you remove all that earwax out of your ears without shoving a Q tip in there, which you know you shouldn't do, but you probably still do anyway. Don't do it. Buy the Wax RX system and you're good to go. Three step system. Say it with me. The first one, you got the ear drops that soften the earwax. You, ear ear you got the ear drops that soften your earwax. You got the second step, which uh, flushes it all out. Second step, flushes it all out. And then the third step. Is the pH balance rinse, which leaves your ears soft and supple.
3: Yeah, so many words.
2: And also moist. Go to usewaxrx.com. Order the system today. Remember the promo code is radio to get a chip to your door absolutely free. Love the WaxRx system. I didn't get a chance to ask Glenn's security. I didn't see him yesterday, see what they were up to. So oh, yeah. Double check on it. Because Glenn's not going to tell us, but I'm going to ask him when security. I see him. He'll, he'll, he'll rat him out. Yeah. Well, because I usually pay him for inside info. I mean... uh, You do not. Kirk, edit that all out. (laughs) UseWaxRx is the dot .com. UseWaxRx.com. Check it out today.
3: Stinky Biscuits saying first they came for my sidecar, but I said nothing. Yep. Then they came for my gimlet.
2: Yep. And I said nothing. Yep. And then when they came for the Bloody Mary, who was left Who to stand for the Bloody Mary? The celery. You ever had a gimlet? No. You know, you know what a gimlet is? No. 20 bucks, same as <laughs> Um I don't know if I've ever had a gimlet or a sidecar. <laughs> I've had plenty of highballs, though. Okay. So many. Manhattan. Oh bottles. yes, it's like yes. the blanket drink for uh, blanket uh, name for those types of drinks. I
3: had the old fashioned a lot.
2: Oh, I've had many an old fashioned. I think
3: we shared an old fashioned. We
2: did share an old fashioned, which is awkward. Yes, you know, in yes. public. But uh, <laughs> I know it really. Is. I know we shared two guys. You know, you're like an sharing old an old fashioned in public.
3: It's, you will have a, a straw or something?
2: Like you no, it wasn't. No. It wasn't quite like that. But no. still, two guys yeah. sharing a drink. An old-fashioned in an old public fashion. is a little, yeah. little awkward. Like
3: a little b- big ball of ice in the middle.
2: Right. The logistics are difficult, though. Yes, co- yeah, they but really it's possible. Is. Right. So, and you know the big question that we're the whole time we're, we're drinking the old-fashioned. What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands when we're sharing an old-fashioned in public? It's very confusing. Very confusing. You get the tweets in? Oh, you want more? Okay. Oh, we can just move on if you want. Well, I can move no, on. No, we'll move on. I got on.
3: one more. All right, what one do you more? got? Uh, uh, Justice Bro- uh, Spunkin' Bronat saying, Doc Thompson by now should know that Chris Cruz only understands Spanglish.
2: Ah, that is true. That is yes. true. Yes, yes. We have taken the steps to stop straws from killing turtles now. By yes. locking people up. Yes. We are willing to put people in jail to save turtles. Mm-hmm. That's how we are. Mm-hmm. But now environmentalists are targeting another scourge. Some that has been deadly to seabirds and turtles.
3: Oh, the little six-pack rings.
2: Nope. We've already taken care of that scourge. Oh, we did? Plastic bags? Balloons. What do you mean balloons? Balloons. They got to go, Chris. When those balloons pop and they fall back to earth, those little latex rubber fragments Uh uh are are causing problems for seabirds and turtles. They ingest them. And then they're unable to pass them, and quite often, they die because of it. Well, they're idiots. It is a small bit of it. You're right. People that use balloons are idiots. No, the
3: animal that is eating that is an idiot. What do you mean? Why are they eating balloon fragments?
2: Mm. Yeah, I've never eaten them. That's what I'm saying. Because they're not tasty. No. And not all of them are eating it because we still have animals on the
3: sea. So it's just a few of the idiots. He's like the 1% of the population. So you're
2: saying once again that uh, the people who believe in evolution are not believing in evolution. Yes! Because part of evolution is survival of the fittest.
4: Yes!
2: They're obviously not the fittest. Oh, I'll have a balloon. So let me, I could go eat this this, this animal, this plant. Nope, I'll have the balloon.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
2: With Doc Thompson. So, just so I understand it, we are legalizing marijuana. I mean, that's there's a big effort to legalize marijuana. Yes, yes. yes yet yes. we're banning things like straws and balloons.
3: <laughs> what are they going to do when they're high? The balloons? No, the people that are high. What are they going to do? They don't have straws or balloons to play with. Is that a standard practice? Once yes. you get stoned, okay, I don't know. you get stoned. You get a straw. You blow you blow a balloon with a straw, then you get Taco Bell.
2: I don't think well, the Taco Bell part, yeah, I'll give you that. Clemson University is ending its tradition of releasing ten thousand balloons into the air before games. The state of Virginia, sorry, the Commonwealth of Virginia has a campaign that is urging alternatives to balloons being released at weddings. <sighs> a town in Rhode Island outright banned the sale of balloons earlier this year. Balloon release restrictions are already on the books in some states, and environmentalists are pushing to tighten that up. In California, they have banned the sale of certain types of balloons since the 90s, even. And there is a major movement for states all across the country to outright ban the release of balloons in the air.
3: You know, this is what makes me. This makes me <clears throat> do one thing, Doc Thompson. All those people, you no, know, I don't want to do it. Makes me want to just double the amount of balloons I'll be releasing on my wedding. Shocks me.
2: Are you releasing balloons now? I am. Okay, so you got. Uh, because you're outdoors, yes. so you can easily release balloons. we yes. got rocks stacked off to the yes. side. Then you got people that are uh, going to... What are people wearing?
3: Uh Whatever they want to feel like wearing.
2: <clears throat> oh, so it's pretty open. It's though. pretty open, yes. By the way, um, they're very concerned about balloons, yet balloons do not even make up the top 10 list of pollutants. Can we focus on
3: the top 10 before we focus on balloons?
2: Balloons, that's it. Got to get rid of those. Uh, you don't want the turtles eating them. You don't want that to happen idiots i get the tweets in with the hashtag what i learned today hashtag what i learned today it's at doc thompson show at real chris cruz naomi levin joining us now she's running for congress uh in new york's 10th congressional district hey naomi how are you
0: hi good morning i'm good how are you
2: doing real well so tell us about you first of all
0: good yeah sure so i'm I'm a software engineer. I studied biology, computer science, and I've been working in emerging tech and young entrepreneurship my entire career, and my, I made my way into politics, and, you know, I strongly believe that we need to be expanding STEM programs for Americans, including those geared towards women in tech, um, and, I'm, you know, I'm running on a message to expand opportunities, to be a voice for my generation in Congress. It's important, you know, from a young age that we get more people involved in growing Um, the business and technology sector.
2: Okay, so let me understand this right. You have a dual degree in biology and computer science. You've been working as a software engineer. You speak four languages, and you said, you know what, politics. I really want to be in Congress. That is really dumbing it down for you, Naomi. That is... (laughs) Why would you want to do such a thing?
0: You know, it's kind of funny the way... You know, everything in my life kind of culminated to this point. I am... been increasingly more involved in the community where I live on the Upper West Side of New York, Um, and I've been part of pro-Israel organizations my entire life, and, you know, Israel advocacy, you know, I believe that we need to stay, America needs to be a strong supporter of our important allies in the Middle East, and, um, and I found out that in 2015, Jerry Nadler, my opponent, he championed the Iran nuclear deal in what was seen as a betrayal to his constituents. I mean, it's the most Jewish district in the country. Um, and and I decided that we need to do something about it. I became an activist, and, you know, I just got more and more involved. And, uh, and that, that's basically my path to how I got here.
2: So uh, are you Jewish? I am. Okay. Yeah. Why is it the Jewish community in America, so many Jews in America just automatically align themselves with people on the left and the Democrat Party. What What is going on? I've never fully understood
0: that. That's a great question. So I think that there's, there's a Jewish value of helping those who are underprivileged in our society. And I think that the Democrats kind of embody this value, but of course it's been um, distorted because, you know, they subsidize a certain way of life, which encourages it. Right. Mm. So, um, so it's not entirely a genuine effort. And, and I think, but I think that, you know, a lot of Jews are drawn to that idea. And, and these days the democratic party, which is moving more to the left, um, it's giving in to kind of the far left, which is, you know, telling us to abandon Israel. Uh, And, you know, my opponent has fallen for that as well. And, 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 and they, they're taking their Jewish base for granted. They mm. think that they're going to stick to them regardless because of these values.
2: So do you think you can convince the people of New York tent? You said that's the Upper West Side of Manhattan?
0: Absolutely. I mean, there's no better time that I could be running because we're seeing that more and more young people aren't interested in the left and career politicians. And actually, we had a poll done, and I got results yesterday. Um, the question we posed a question whether you would like Jerry Nather to get reelected, or whether you think it's time for someone new. And more than half said that it was time for someone new. This was a random sampling of people in the district.
2: Well, I think you got you're, you're certainly in the right arena as far as that goes, because left or right, people are people are fed up. They're frustrated with DC. I mean, when you look at when you really pull back and you take your individual opinions and party affiliation or values out and just say, look at what they're doing. They really are just trying to keep jobs. That's all they're doing. I mean, they're they um, they are each other's Washington generals, the team that used to travel with the Harlem Globetrotters just so they could beat up on them. I mean, that's they, they know this. It's like honor among themes. It's like, all right, I'm going to come out and badmouth you. And then you say this. They know the dance. So isn't that one of our priorities, left and right, something we should target?
0: Yeah. And, you know, I really think we should shift our focus to talking about policies and not partisan politics. And, you know, that's one thing I want to do. I want to have a relationship with the congressional majority and with the administration to get the people of my district what they need And my opponent, of course, is overly partisan. I mean, he doesn't have those relationships. And, you know, he focuses on on partisan issues only and appealing to the far left of his base. And we need to break that cycle.
2: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there. So what do you what else do you bring to the table from a platform uh, standpoint? Uh, You're younger. You've uh, focused on science and technology so far in your in your career. Um, What else are you going to bring to the table to work on or, or, or focus on, rather? What are you going to focus on if you get elected?
0: Sure, yeah. So I've isolated three practical common sense goals. One is to secure policies that keep our city and our country safe, a priority being a sound foreign policy to prevent the Iranian regime from becoming a nuclear power. Um, You know, unlike my opponent who's been lukewarm with our friends in the world and complacent with our enemies, we should have unwavering support for America's strongest allies, such as Israel. And then um, my second point is education. We need to be providing the best educational opportunity for our children, and we need to be expanding charter school programs that work. Um, You know, we found that school choice is really the best system we've found so far to improve educational outcomes for disadvantaged students and their peers. Uh, and my opponent, of course, is under the break of teachers' unions, and he opposes school choice. And finally, the economy. I mean, we're seeing incredible growth, and we've done so many great things um, in this past administration. Um, our GDP is four point one. Unemployment is at record lows. Well, three point nine, which is uh, percent, which is huge. And you know that that speaks to the to the fact that we have so many new jobs. Um, and, you know, I believe that we need to promote less burdensome and demotivating taxation and regulation. And in New York, this is a particular pain point because people are fleeing the state. Um, the taxes are way too high. You know, I, I want to be an advocate to lower tax burden, to work with the majority leadership to do that. And, and of course, I, there are things that we can do on a federal level to change the tax code in a structural way that will make more sense and lower the tax burden for New Yorkers. And, you know, one point I talk a lot about is removing the housing rent expense from taxable income.
2: So you are a millennial who's running for Congress and uh, making a name for yourself. And yet you sound very different, not just an ideology, but the way you present yourself from another millennial female who's running for Congress in New York, that being Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You you come across a little more knowledgeable.
0: Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Why, why, how come there's so many millennials and younger people that are just, inf- well, and older people that are infatuated with her? I mean, aside from her failed ideas uh, and values, Naomi, she really does not seem to know very much about the issues and things that she's speechifying about.
0: Right. Well, I think there's a couple things going on. I mean, first of all, as a general thing, young people always tend to be more liberal and they get more conservative as they get older, um, I happen to, I think I, I skipped that stage because my parents <laughs> experienced communism. Mm. Um,
4: so,
0: you know, from a young age, I've, I've understood the dangers of socialism. Um, you know, they fled the Soviet regime in the 70s. So, uh, yeah, I think that's, you know, one thing that's going on. And then, of course, you know, we have a culture on college campuses, which is promoting a lot of these ideas. And it's very unfortunate. And I think, um, you know, as conservatives, we need to do a better job telling the stories of entrepreneurship, which are very inspiring. And I think young people will like that, Um, you know, and she is. Yeah, she's kind of a reflection of this trend that's happening in my generation.
2: Sad trend, but yeah. I, I would be fascinated to um, to see you communicate with people in the district uh, to, to just hear you speak with people and win them over, because I think I think you're right. I think there's a time. This is a good time to start winning people over. If you know what you're talking about and you could sit down and actually have a conversation with people who may not traditionally support a candidacy like yours, where they're like, OK, yeah, I think I think it is time to try some different things.
0: Right. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm out on the street every single day talking to people. That's what I'll be doing till November. My message is being heard, and you know, hopefully, I, I gain more and more momentum.
2: Yeah. Hopefully. Well, let <laughs> us know what we could do to help out along the way. Uh, where could people find out more about you? Maybe donate to your candidacy.
0: I appreciate that. Yeah. You can go to NaomiForCongress.com, and you know, any help and support would be greatly appreciated.
2: Okay, it's naomiforcongress.com. We'll go ahead and post that on our social media and link to yours as well, okay? Great. All right, Naomi, thanks so much. Keep us posted on how it's going, all right?
0: I will. Take care. Have a great day.
2: It's Naomi Levin running for Congress, New York's 10th Congressional District, upper west side of Manhattan, naomiforcongress.com. It looks like her Twitter is Naomi Levin in NY. Yeah, there it is.
3: I wonder if she's related to Mark Levin.
2: There's, you know, there's there's probably more than like 16 of them.
3: No, Levin is
2: Jewish. She's yep. Jewish. They share a last name. I wonder if they're related. Are you related to every cruise out there? Yes, I am. Really? Yes. Everyone? Even the ones from Mexico? Yep. Okay.
3: Somehow family got, you know,
2: the wrong yeah, I mean, patch. Be, you, know, far, you go far enough hey, back. Hey, I married
3: all, a Mexican. My first marriage.
2: Uh, you know, you go far enough back. We're all related.
3: Ooh, <coughs> We are.
2: It's a freaky thought, isn't it? Son of Abraham's. daughter of Abraham's. That's what I'm saying right there. Uh, she was uh, interesting. Yeah. Wow. Very. Uh, uh, Four languages, including Russian.
3: Yeah. Pro- oh, is she a Russian spy?
2: I don't think so. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Russian, she's programmer. Hebrew, uh, programmer, biology, dual degree. Yeah. I mean,
3: <laughs> okay. It's funny because Alexander Ocasio-Cortez has
2: many degrees
3: as well and sounds like an idiot.
2: She really does not come across very well with some of this stuff. When I came
3: across Naomi, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, all right. Immigrant. Okay, yeah, yeah. Speaks a lot of things. Multiple degrees. Yeah. Wait a minute. She's not an idiot.
2: (laughs) There it is. Well, and I like the fact that um, you've got some people that are younger like that that are heading into some of these districts that are just giving up that they're just crazy leftists out there. Especially like she said, I didn't realize that it was – I mean, obviously, New York's a big Jewish population. She said it was the most Jewish district. Wow. Like percentage that somebody could go in there and have the conversation. It would be fascinating to hear somebody to know what they're talking about. Sit down and speak with these people and just, you know, challenge them. Yeah. Let I, I will be jerk. Just no. You know, why are you voting for that guy? Why? What are your values? Seriously? Start there. What are your values? What is important to you? I got to believe that a lot of people are going to say economy is going to be one of the oh, top yeah. couple it always is and you say okay how is it working and what do you believe is important do you believe in, in capitalism or not okay and if they say well yes but of course you have to spend some and balance the okay to what degree there there that stops it right there to what degree do you say you cannot you have to control capitalism hmm. to what degree should you put blocks in the free market Because a lot of them would say, absolutely, I support capitalism, but. I know. But, you know, you can't let it run amok. Or we have to worry about the um, inequality between the classes. And we have to have that social safety net. All of those things. Okay, great. To what degree? Most people would say, well, something reasonable. And they'd come up with some arbitrary. And you say, what about one more dollar? Hmm. One more percentage? One more little control with that? Well, okay. What about one more from there? What about one more? (laughs) What about... (laughs) Hey, welcome, comrade. (laughs) Start goose-stepping through the streets. The problem isn't just the failures of trying to control free markets and put these rules and restrictions and things in place. The second problem is that those things get adjusted. So if you were to... I'm trying to come up with an example, come up with a reasonable restriction Mm -hmm. or a reasonable help to people, because I don't believe in the social safety net very much whatsoever. But how do you help those people that are truly unable to take care of themselves? Handicapped, severely handicapped. They have nobody else in in the world to help them. Well, we got to help them. What about people that are a little less handicapped? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And you just keep moving it and moving it. I'm willing to make concessions on those people who truly cannot take care of themselves. My fear always is that the next people get in and the next votes. And what happens? Well, we can expand that a little bit because they always try to expand it. Yeah. All right. She was uh, she was very solid. All right. Let me get a uh, quick break in. we'll come back and uh, share more of your tweets. Get them in with the hashtag what I learned today.
1: You're waking up to the morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Blaze with Doc
2: Thompson. All right, get the tweets in the hashtag what I learned today. What was that? Not that I just thought of an idea, but I can't share it with you.
3: Because it's against
2: me. <clears throat> against you? What does that mean?
3: You're gonna do something to either trigger me or to just like
2: wow. You know get what? Me. Maybe it was something nice I was gonna do no, for your no wedding. There is no such thing. Okay, as I'm gonna go ahead and tell doc- you what it was. What was it? I was thinking about what I was going to get you for your for your wedding.
3: What were you gonna give me for my wedding?
2: Well, I don't want to ruin it.
3: Exactly. <laughs> what? You're trying to get me, dude. What are you talking You're about? trying to trigger me. You're I'm not.
2: To- I have some ideas for your wedding, and I just okay. got a couple of them, and I thought, wow, that would be a lovely wedding gift for Chris Cruz. Mm. So I'm still working on it there, but I see somebody else trying to trigger you online with balloon stacking. Yes. Shiny
3: American. See, he was Polish American because now he's shiny American patriot saying, what about your thoughts on balloon stacking?
2: So it's, it's the a, combining rock stacking with balloons, balloons and you now you got balloon stacking. Balloons. What do you think about those?
3: That, that's cool, because he has the
2: minions. Those Sounds aren't really good. stacking. Those are like animals or creatures, right? That's like balloon animals they're making.
3: They're not making balloon animal. It's just little minions with
2: balloons. Go ahead and retweet that, and we'll let I people did. decide for themselves. I did. Uh, I just thought of something might get you for your wedding. What? The gift of, of good health. Okay. Field of Greens. I already have it. Oh, she have crap blood Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Chris stocked up. He's ready to go. (laughs) I'm like more, more. Keep going. Click. Oh, I'm supposed to eat these. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Again, you have to use the products, Chris. (laughs) Somehow, I'm getting confused. You're really good at the buying. You're not so good at the the using. You always tell me to buy. You never tell me what to do when I buy it. I would think the rest would be self-explanatory, but apparently not. No, it's not. So I bet you, I'm not the only one out there. What you want to do is go to brickhousedoc.com. You order the field of greens. Okay. And then you consume the field of greens. Now I got it. The consuming part. You're right. Maybe a little of this is on me. Yes. That I should say you got to go ahead and use the products once you purchase them. Uh, I'll tell you a little bit about it, though. Brickhouse Nutrition is the parent company. They have lots of great products, including Dawn to Dusk. And Field of Greens. Field of Greens is real food. It's vegetables in a different form. It's not just an extract or the nutrients or the vitamins. That would be fine. It's the entire, the whole of the vegetable in a different form. So you can mix it with the liquid, drink it down, and you get those vegetables and all of the goodness that are vegetables to make you healthier and live longer In a different form, so you don't have to eat vegetables. A lot of people don't like them. A lot of people don't have time. There's lots of reasons people don't eat the vegetables they should. But this is the linchpin to your health. More vegetables, period. That's it. Well, how are you going to consume them? You can go out and eat them if you like. Lots of people do not. As I said, if uh, broccoli tastes like pizza, the Pizza Hut would be Broccoli Hut. Mm. So true. Seriously, why isn't (laughs) there a Broccoli Hut? Yes. Why isn't there there a uh, celery's uh, delivery? How come we don't have that? Because people don't like it as much as you like donuts and pizza and everything else. So get it in a different way. Eat that healthy stuff in a different way by ordering Field of Greens at BrickHouseDoc.com. Then... Consume it there. as directed. I got this. You got yeah, it? I got this. Order yes. today, BrickHouseDoc.com. Uh, you got not a real doctor saying, Father
3: Abraham had many sons.
2: Singing. Many sons. Got it going? Sons. Yeah. Did you plan it in your head?
3: It did, because I had to go mm-hmm. online and look for the uh, for the lyrics. I love mm-hmm. that song. Uh, speaking Doc Saints, Chris, did you mean Sons of Abraham and Daughters of Eve? No, I meant Sons of Abraham because of the song.
2: Oh, that's what you're doing. Yes, okay. that's gotcha. what I was doing. Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes.
3: I'm uh, Corbin saying, uh, based on her values and policy points, I'll support this candidate from New York. However, however, I uh, cannot help but think she may have a pregnant uh, pageant map question moment. A pageant Oh, no, because she said
2: uh, such as. Yeah. She used it appropriately. Yes. But she did say such as. Yes. So it automatically makes you think. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah.
3: By the way, one thing nobody's asked here is like, if she's hot. Oh, she's saucy. Yes.
2: She is. Very attractive.
3: Easier to look than Alessandria Ocasio Cortez. Here's what I have to say
2: about Naomi Levin Uh She does not have the crazy eyes.
3: No, or the horse teeth.
2: Right. I didn't know we were going down that road, but yeah, she does not. She does not. Yes, that is true.
3: Well, you pointed something out. You took the obvious one. I wanted to see if people
2: also noticed. Well, I mean, the crazy eyes have been a thing. Horse teeth haven't been, but okay, I guess it's a thing for us now. Is what By the way, I got to call foul and BS on a story out of Fayette uh, County, Georgia. Deputies in Fayette County, Georgia are investigating a string of thefts mm-hmm. uh, that include uh, five car break-ins, oh. they break cars, a stolen motorcycle, Uh-oh. and a tractor, large trailer that was stolen.
3: Okay, tractor trailer. Okay. Yeah,
2: I think it was. I think it was tractor, but we know it's a large. Yeah, it's fifty. Yeah, it has to be a tractor. It's fifty-three foot. Oh yeah, so of it's course. one of the largest. Yeah, ones. yeah. Um, that all sounds legit. Stuff gets stolen, whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm calling foul: the tractor trailer had stuff in it.
3: Oh, what do you had?
2: Ramen noodles. Ooh. I'm College not. Call, kids. I'm not calling foul foul at that. Okay. I mean, good ramen is great. the, yes. the Package stuff is whatever. Yeah. What I'm calling is they value it at $100,000. It's pennies. It's pennies. Wait, this is why I'm saying $100,000 worth of ramen is like 72 of those tractor trailers, isn't it? That's what I'm saying. They're saying, they're marking this uh, up for the insurance no. claim, aren't they? They're like, it's an entire truckload. They're like, it's dude, you can, get, you can get like a house full of them for like the change in Ten the cents. cushions of your... <laughs> What are you talking about? A hundred thousand? Like no, it was special ramen. This is—they're marking this up, aren't they? Yes, they are. Yeah, ramen.
0: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
1: Part of the next generation of talk radio.
0: This is the Blaze Radio Network.
1: common sense, and comedy. This is the Morning Blades with Doc
4: Thompson.
2: I get those tweets in with the hashtag what I learned today? When you purchase the iTarget Pro system, Use the iTarget Pro system. Yes,
3: that's important.
2: Not consume it. You're not ingesting oh, that's it. Yes, that's different. You, yeah. But you should use it.
3: Yes. Yeah, yes, just
2: go to yes. itargetpro.com. The letter I, the word target, half of the word professional, pro. Itargetpro.com. I think you just confuse a lot of people. I think so too. Itargetpro.com <laughs> is where you get the system. <laughs> it's a system that um, kind of bridges the gap, the divide between dry firing at home for target practice or going to a range or and and target practicing. If you go to a range, you're actually firing the rounds. It can get expensive, time-consuming. You can't take it anywhere, right? You can't just target practice anywhere as much as we'd like to. Can't do it. And when you're dry firing, you don't actually know where your rounds would have hit. This bridges the gap. It's kind of video game-esque, but you're using your gun. You put a proprietary app from the iTarget Pro system on your phone. Mm. Set up your little target, and you put a one single laser round in the gun. And it doesn't actually you know, shoot out the round. It just gives a little laser pulse. Boom, boom, boom. And you get to see where it hit on the target via the app that's on your phone. It works great. And you can use it over and over and over and over again. It's around $89. You get a 10% discount with the promo code DOC if you go to iTargetPro.com. But the key is when you buy it, Okay, <clears throat> you go to the website and you give me your money, and they ship it out to you. I need a. Key? And you get it at home? What I need a key, a kit. No, you said the key is. Oh, the key is no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I said the, the like the trick is. Oh, the trick is the, okay, the idea. Is. Okay. okay. Well, you got want to okay. order it. Okay. They send it to you. Okay. You got it. Got it. You open it up. Open it up. You read the instructions you and you use it. You use it a lot. A lot. So that's that's the key. That's the point A lot of right steps, there.
3: but I think I could figure this out.
2: <gasps> you got the first ones down. Yeah, You really do. You've been yes. ordering I yes. targetpro.com itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com. Oklahoma Tomcat is helping me out, so I want to thank him. He says, Chris,
3: be sure to add fuel of grains to liquid before consuming it. Doc, skip that step.
2: That's true. I, I just say follow thank the you. instructions, but you're right, because if you, you don't, Chris is like... <laughs>
3: It's like so the cinnamon
2: challenge. So dry. So dry. Field <laughs> <Hilder-crees>. of <laughs> Yeah. You want to mix that with liquid uh, as directed. Yes, yes, yes.
3: You got Doc's Tiny Sack saying, so mm-hmm. you're saying that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a Butterface? I never said that.
2: Um, butterface, like, uh, she's got a hot body, butterface. No, I know what butterface is, no, but I never said, I never said butterface. I just no, said, no, 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 you said
3: crazy eyes, I, I said, horse she does thief. have crazy
2: eyes. She does have kind of a horse face type, John Kerry type. She's not that far. I mean, she's not that, not even she may Sarah? grow into it though. What's, what's let's just, she, well, she's a lot younger. Oh, so she's not there. she's like a pony face.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. She has what kind of face?
2: There's a fail because ponies are not just small horses. No, they're ponies. She's a yearling face. (laughs) Is that what you call her?
3: Isn't there like a miniature horse? She's a
2: miniature horse face. Mini,
3: Mini horses?
2: Mini horse. One of those. Fill in your own obnoxious and inappropriate <laughs> punchline there.
3: Jack O'Saddle Tramp saying, Well, Doc Thompson, the a hundred thousand dollar value of the truck full of ramen noodle is accurate, is ninety nine thousand nine hundred and eighty <laughs> for the tractor trailer and twenty bucks ah. for the ramen noodle simmas downtown.
2: <laughs> so they got you on that one, Doc. You got me. <laughs> I think you got it. You're right. She got you on that one. So uh, I ordered an entire tractor trailer full of, uh, full of ramen noodles. Yeah, pull it around back. Here, you got your $20? Okay, ring him up. That is so
3: true, though. Go to Dollar General. I'll take uh, $20. Okay, will Pull right that back. truck around. We'll be your pallet. pallet. Where's I the just, other <laughs> truck?
2: <laughs> We're not done. Not even a dollar yet. You coming for the rest of it later? <laughs> You're going to have to make three, four trips, you know. And by the way,
3: this is college students. That stole this. I know, right? Who else likes ramen
2: noodles? Like fresh ramen, like real ramen. Yes, yeah real that's ramen. Yes. Just, the package stuff, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. There is uh, an ICE team in Los Angeles. Immigration's Custom Enforcement, oh. an ICE team. I thought you were talking about hockey. No, no, no not an ice hockey team, an ice team, a team that, uh, of agents that work for I ice. I know I get it. In LA that is reviewing over 2,500 naturali- uh, naturalization cases. Cases of people who've already been naturalized. They're reviewing them for possible denaturalization. Whoa. I didn't know that was really a thing. I knew at times there'd been sense. a couple of Nazis over the years who have been... Like, not the people that were determined, discovered to be Nazis that had moved from Germany after World War II. Because they, they settled all over the world with the Odessa, the Odessa program. Some came to America. That some of them had been stripped of their citizenship. I didn't know it was really a thing, but denaturalization is a thing. And they're looking at 2,500 cases at least for denaturalization. Wow. Normally, there's <clears throat> um, in single digits a year. 20 22, 18, something like this year. there's not many a year that they even investigate seriously. Mm-hmm. They're investigating 2500 a hundred have already been referred to the Department of Justice for denaturalization. Wow. in July, a bunch of mayors including LA's mayor sent a letter to ice saying saying that they're upset about the backlog of people who are trying to become citizens mm. the naturalization applications which quick little side note, those are backlogged for a couple of reasons because there are so many people that we are allowing to go through the process. Think about that a moment. They're the ones who criticize how you just hate immigrants and you don't want them in. There's so many that we have a backlog about a million legally every year. We allowed to immigrate to America. And then number two, because it's expensive to have those, all those worker bees process this stuff. It's a long process. So, they're criticizing it, but they also said they're worried about uh, the agency stripping citizenship from naturalized Americans. Again, so this has been something bubbling under. They wrote, the new measure to investigate thousands of cases from almost 30 years ago under the pretext of the incredibly minimal problem of fraud in citizenship applications. The incredibly minimal problem of fraud in citizenship applications instead of managing resources in a manner that processes the backlogs before them, suggests that the agency is more interested in following an aggressive political agenda than its own mission, they wrote. Now, they're saying stop worrying about cases of fraud and just sign people. Well, there's two problems with that. If people have committed fraud when they applied for citizenship, they should be prosecuted. Whatever that means, if the prosecution is, hey, you lied in your application, here are the penalties, and we're going to put you on trial, see if you're guilty, or if it is part of the punishment denaturalization, that's what they should do. If you want to change the punishment, fine. But if this is the process, then follow it. So on one hand, they're saying, once you're there, it's kind of like uh, home base or uh, safe when you're playing tag or hide and seek. I made it to home base. (laughs) I made it. Done. I'm done. You can't touch me now. Good to go. Is that what they're thinking? No. I don't get to say that. You don't get to say, Doc, as long as you went to the bank and robbed it, but you made it home, as long as you made it out of the bank, you're safe. They don't have to catch you in the bank to say you robbed a bank and we're going to punish you. Oh, you made it home with the money. You're good to go. If we'd only caught you one block away from your house, we would have had you. No, a crime is a crime is a crime. Now, we do have statute of limitations on stuff. If the statute of limitations is not run out, prosecute these people. And if it's part of the process and we think that's necessary, denaturalization. Fine. But the other side is, no, put those resources in approving more people more quickly. We're not doing our due diligence to vet them. So they're saying, don't do your due diligence to vet them coming into the country. And by the way, once they're there, everything's free. It's, like, it's, it's amnesty. No, the naturalization process is not amnesty. It's not a, okay, raise your hand, because as soon as you take this oath, every past crime is forgiven. We are not Christ. We are not God. That's not how the government works. I know they like to think it's it's God. It's all powerful. It can dictate. No, it's not. God gets to, you know what? If you call on Christ's name, if you say I accept him as your savior, all of your sins are, are wiped clean. Done. That's not the naturalization process you in know. America. My wife went through it. I know it's not. Had it, had it been the process, I may have encouraged her to go knock over some banks. Come on, let's go get some money for daddy. Let's go. Let's get it done. You're going to get sworn in tomorrow anyways. It doesn't matter. They can't prosecute you in that amount of time. It's not like that's what they're suggesting here. But it gets worse.
3: Of course it gets worse.
2: This is being used as the political football. And we should be discussing this to show the failures of the people who support the illegals. I don't support illegals, not because I am insensitive to what they're going through. It's got to be horrible. Pause for a moment and think what the illegals are going through. They have chosen to leave wherever they're from because they were living in mansions in wonderful places, beachfront, beautiful in. Nope. No, they were living in horrible conditions or you wouldn't come here. It's got to be something better to get you here. No one leaves. Listen, I was a billionaire in Mexico. I was one of the wealthiest people there. It was great. And I just decided I want to be a roofer in Houston. I want to plant shrubs in Arizona. No, no one's doing that. No billionaire is doing that. It's not happening. Somehow you believe your life is better. The only time somebody wealthy or influential is if they are ousted. The new regime came in. The other one's in exile in Houston. That's the only way, but again, still a problem, and they're coming here for something better. It's not that I don't understand that. I do, but I understand a couple of other things. We have refugee programs. This country has taken people in. We give money to wherever it is they're from. Trust me, we give money to those as well. We have been incredibly generous, and we continue to be, but if we go away, there is no place for them to escape to. Where are they going to escape to Hmm. some other equally bad regime, something slightly better? If we go away, there is no place for them to go to. And we will go away. Make no mistake about it. If we don't know who's coming into the country because we could be letting in terrorists, um, people who seek to take America down completely. We could be letting in and likely are murderers, rapists, which are targeting American citizens as well as these new Americans we let in. This is, this is who you want to let in? And also, because if we do not know who we're letting in and do it in a controlled fashion, we will run out of money. The federal government is not the goose that laid golden eggs. It's not just churning out golden eggs. If it was, we wouldn't have a now $21.5 trillion national debt. The golden eggs would just keep coming. It'd be fine. There's not unlimited resources here. Now, through controlled immigration, yes, you can grow your pie. You can grow the amount of revenue the government takes in via taxes. We can grow the economy in such a way that I need to order more cheeseburgers or plants to be uh, uh, shrubs to be planted in Arizona and hire these people or others that immigrate. Uh, I'm going to need more computers. Guess what? We've got tech people coming in from whatever. It's going to be jobs for them. We can do that. But not if we just say, sure, come on in, do whatever the hell you want, whoever the hell you are. It must be controlled and regulated with the goal of allowing as many people to legally immigrate to America as possible without hurting America. Good people who do not have criminal backgrounds, whose goals... Are certainly to have a better life, but to also be American. Not, I'm going to be there as an American just so I can get a job and send money back to the family in Guatemala until I can return. That wants to be an American because they believe not just in the economic opportunities, even that's a major driving force, but the freedom that comes with it. That has to be a part of it. But unfortunately, it's not. It comes down to this crap, this political football. Why would denaturalizing somebody be a problem? Why why is that wrong? There's an article from a columnist, I think, uh, from the paper in Des Moines, whose headline is, New Trump office on witch hunt to strip naturalized Americans of their citizenship. A witch hunt. The first line is, so we now have arrived at this ugly place in the evolving American story where President Trump is on a witch hunt to strip citizenship from every or excuse me from already naturalized Americans. In Trump's America, it seems no promise made to citizens is now too big or too consequential to be broken. We're not talking here about the efforts to turn back or separate undocumented newcomer families seeking asylum at the border. We're not talking about holding children in cages. Continuing this bogus narrative that Trump is just out there trying to take people down because he hates minorities. How many cases are they looking at? 2,500 out of 335 million Americans. That's not even a percent. Now, not all of those are naturalized, but how many are naturalized? 100, uh, probably 30 to 100 million people are naturalized. Still not even 1%. Right. So it's 2,500. If he really wanted to do this, wouldn't he say, we're going to come up with some new standards and retroactively enforce it? No, yeah, they're not doing that. She even admits in her article the things they're looking at for. These are people who potentially lied on their application and may have had um, criminal pasts, but that's not a problem. Some of them, like Homeland Security, she mentions in her article, her opinion piece, that uh, they're investigating... Uh, via digitized fingerprints they collected in the 90s. So what they did is they said, we will look at all the fingerprints we've had on record, criminal fingerprints, whatever, and match them with people who became naturalized citizens to see if they lied on their application. Number one, did you commit a crime? Number two, if you were in this country prior to when you said you were, because that would be a violation, right? You were here illegally. Number two, Did you lie about when you got here? So there's the three possibilities that you committed a crime, a a criminal act other than being here illegally. Number two, that you were here illegally at some point. And number three, that you lied about those two things, either one of them or other things on your application. Well, I ask you, shouldn't those things, shouldn't you be held accountable if you lied on those? That's not to say if you lied um, because you were a refugee that we should go, sorry, it's a lie, kick you out. But shouldn't we review it and determine Chris lied because he was a refugee and didn't want people to know because he knew he was here a year illegally. Then he applied for refugee status or something. Eh, okay, we can look at that. That's not. But shouldn't we look at it and we say Kirk Jones came here and it turns out he, um, he murdered three people and was here 10 years illegally and maybe say we want to strip him of his citizenship. Maybe we want to prosecute that. Why is that bad? Well, it's not. Unless you're playing politics with this. Unless you are, while claiming the president is playing politics and also a racist, are actually, in fact, you playing politics with this. Unbelievable. We have standards. We should have standards. And we should follow those standards.
1: Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag what I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Cultural appropriation? Yes, please. This is the Morning Blaze.
2: I'm really, really frustrated by the lies that are surrounding not just the president, but immigration in general. It predates the president. It predates Trump being being president with the lies of immigration. They are just crazy fanning the flames now. I saw an interview just the other day where and it was some leftist on there where the guy said outright that the president does not support immigration and people on the right in general do not support immigration legal or illegal that is an outright lie people on the right absolutely do not as a group the majority do not support illegal immigration. Yeah. It is a passionate, hot-button issue. And it's part of the reason President Trump has done so well. It's a matter of the l- rule of law, and it's a matter of hurting America and Americans. And, by the way, cutting in line. Um, uh, people on the right are infuriated just the arrogance of cutting in line. We stand in line, America. Wait your turn, and when it's your turn, go. That's, that's really equal access when you think about yeah. it. It's your yeah. turn. You go to some countries, the culture is not to stand in line. No. You ever see that? You go to a place in Europe, Yeah, <clears throat> you go up to a counter, everybody just crowds up. The loudest, the one who's most forceful, the one whatever, they just push their way up. Very, very big in other countries. America, you wait in line. Mm-hmm. And Americans, wait in line. You see them? Somebody cuts in line, they're pissed. Excuse me, I was next. Yep. That's, that's our culture. It's who we are. And it's arrogant when people don't. So there's an element there. Illegal illegal immigration, we absolutely do not support it. Legal immigration, people on the right are as goofed up as anybody to see people become naturalized citizens. It's incredibly emotional because they recognize this. These are people that are finally free. They get it. The overwhelming support my wife and I got online when she went through the process. Amazing. That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah. So I'm tired of the lies surrounding it, and again with the president hating on immigrants, called the Mexicans rapists. Oh jeez, drives me up the wall. I right, tweets with the hashtag "What I learned today." Stephen English
3: saying um, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez is a Democrat, so wouldn't she be a jack jackass face?
2: Oh, could be. Okay. That's true okay. yeah because okay. it's a donkey yeah uh,
3: Patrick Gear saying welcome to the United States of Amnesty please feel free to take whatever you want until the boat sinks
2: Ah right that's what it, that's what it is till it sinks you're good to go
4: <sighs>
2: uh, do you see Heathers I have no signal today. I've been able to listen to eight minutes of hashtag TMB in 48 second intervals. It's a shame you're not getting all of it Heather. I know why she's not I hope it. you got the part where we told you how you can get $100,000 free.
3: Or the new we're, numbers of procrastination. Procrastination,
2: we gave those. We're, yeah. we're, uh, where we'll be handing out the bars of gold. Gold, yes. <clears throat> and the hidden treasure, actually right out of your neighborhood. It's right there. I hope she got that piece yeah. of it. That's going to be really, I really wonder
3: solid. if it's because she doesn't have Patreon Mobile.
2: I. You know what? I, it's frustrating to tell people over and over. And I'm sure some that have already signed up for their Patreon Mobile account mm-hmm. are frustrated as well. But you got to sign up for it. Pedro Mobile has incredible coverage. That's probably one of the things that flags people. Yeah. You're like,
3: oh. They're a new company. What are you doing? They're not going to have social reception everywhere.
2: Right. The perception is if you're one of those big companies, the ones that have been around that are all progressive, they have better coverage. <laughs> what? <clears throat> That's nonsense. The towers don't work the same no. ways. <laughs> that That's they used to it's not like no no you're within range of a doc thompson tower
4: <laughs> no you've passed work. six
2: chris cruise towers but you couldn't use those it doesn't work the same no. way anymore they, they have great coverage at patriot mobile amazing customer service and great deals you're probably going to save money if you sign up go to patriotmobilecom slash doc patriotmobilecom slash doc and sign up today you can get uh, select iphones for four just four bucks a month but it's while supplies last so get it today don't wait it's patriotmobile.com slash doc you can also call 800 Patriot. they do yes have some Android phones yesterday we had three or four people in here uh-huh. we mentioned that yes. they all had iPhones nice because they took pictures afterwards oh they did did they, they have iPhones they all yes. had iPhones and I was like okay these are smart people yes. right uh, sign up today and don't forget they'll waive the $30 activation fee if you remember the promo code doc it's patriotmobile.com slash doc with the promo code doc sign up today Doc Thompson, want to tell you about another show that I think you're going to like. It's called The News and Why It Matters. It's a group of us talking about news stories that we think are important and why those stories matter to you. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it wherever you download your favorite podcast.
1: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: Oh my gosh, what do you what do you what do you got on this girl? <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, seriously, you, you, there's got to be some form of extortion or something. Why is she putting up with you?
3: I don't know, but I'm pushing the limit. This is, this I, is I, I think this is I, I think I'm, I'm I'm close. I'm close to find out. You're right there. Yes, you're right I, there you, with it. Yes, yes. So uh, I think it was a okay. couple days ago.
2: Yeah. So. You've been going through this whole process, the yes. wedding, getting ready for the yes. wedding, which is coming yes. up in September. Yes. Okay. And through this, you have to pick music and whatever. Yes. I've gotten in on the action a little bit yes. to mess with them about singing. By the yes. way, uh, what is the status of my uh, performance? You perform? Okay. Because okay. here was the plan. Uh, I am going to sing the national anthem. Yes. At the ceremony. Yes. I will then, because I'm a professional well, I never went professional, but no, I did. No, no. I did win Fourth some awards. Place. Fourth place uh, with humming. Yes, and I will. hum, 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 hum. I will hum. Here yes. comes the bride. Yes. and then during the um, reception, yes. I will perform. Baby got back. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So that's what I know. I'm. Yes. Right. I uh, added a little bit right?
3: more to your humming. Okay. Good. There'll be a drum line behind mm-hmm.
2: you. Oh, good. So good. I was able to. Wow, get, that's going
3: to be beautiful. I was able to get the Mavericks drum line. <laughs> To come down and play the drum. Now you tell me, Chris. Uh, you tell me, Chris. How do you know the Mavericks drumline? Chris,
2: how do you know the Mavericks drumline?
3: Well, uh, James, cameraman, uh-huh. is part of the Mavericks drumline. Ah, I see. So I see. They're gonna join us. So she bought all this. She bought all this. Okay. So right now, from looks, because um, two days ago we we're working on the schedule of the ceremony, mm-hmm. and Doc, you're gonna sing right after the reading of the passage.
2: Which passage? Oh, you mean like some of the religious yes, verses? Yes, oh, So, yeah, as we all know, a reading from the book of whatever. Yes, at okay. the
3: Blaze Carey will be performing the wedding.
2: Yeah, she people know That's not like some weird ordained online no, pay no, four dollars. No, 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 no. She's actually a, a pastor. A pastor. She, which is that's her new job now. She, she went, went to a first back to school. Yep. She went and she has a job. And she, knowing you guys, decided mm-hmm. that she was. She's going to the wedding. Right, that's very so,
3: nice. so. We had to pick five different verses that. Then we'll get to put them all together, and then she will preach on yeah, some of them.
2: Yeah, if you don't understand the process, usually you pick certain Bible passages you want. Sometimes some of the churches, they suggest this. Yes, to yes. Corinthians is, uh, you know, love is not judgmental, Matthews. blah, blah, whatever. These things are real popular and common. Sometimes they'll, you pick your music if you mm-hmm. want certain things, if there's an organist, whatever. So you've picked these and given I them to i picked this and given to carry. And the two and- of them were you... The two of you were together? We were together, yes. Okay. We were
3: meeting together, too. And then we had a long list. You know, we had a, uh, Proverbs 5, Proverbs 18, Proverbs 30, Deuteronomy 24, Hebrews 13.
2: Anything from Leviticus?
3: Nothing from Leviticus. I was very upset that I could not find something from Leviticus. Oh, I can Leviticus. find out something is... is not, no law were in Leviticus that I could use for, okay. for my advantage. Really
2: worked
4: right.
3: Yes. So, um, my first one was Proverbs 5, 18,
2: 19. Okay. What's that? I'm, I'm trying to remember.
3: Can you figure that one out? I love the Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Those are fascinating words.
2: Now, I don't know specifically uh, 5 through okay. or 5 18. So 19, I'll read it to you. Or, yeah. Let me
3: know if you like this one because I really love this one. So, this one. is the
2: one you, you your fiance is there. Yes. And she picked some too. Yes. And you said to Carrie, this is one of the ones I think would be yes. really good. And impactful. Kirk, I want you to
3: pay attention, okay? All right, I'm here. All right. Proverbs 5 18 19 says, May your fountain be blessed and may you rejoice in your wife of your youth. Very nice, nice. A loving doe. A oh, grateful... A loving doe. D- yes. Mm-hmm. A grateful deer. Good. Nice. May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love. <laughs> That's powerful. I like how you brought the animals into it. Thank like you. Okay. It. Thank you, Kurt, for saying that because we're going to be in the wild. I like you animals know? too. It's yes. Good. And there's going to be deers and does. Yeah. Somehow like this is not a... this. It was a no-go.
2: <laughs> what were their What were their reactions?
3: Something about her breath satisfies you always.
2: So she was triggered by this? She
3: was triggered. They were both
2: triggered by this.
3: What did they say? No, we can't play it. We can't. And I was like, what are you talking about? The does and the deers are all around us. This is a beautiful moment
2: Uh in marriage. And this was, uh, how long did it take you to come up with this one?
3: Uh, It took me like a couple
2: seconds. It was was not, not that difficult. Okay, okay. Because uh, it sounds like you're kind of triggering him there or trying Ooh, to trigger no, him. No, no. I, I love this <clears throat> passage. Okay.
3: Don't okay. you want me to be a love? Uh, don't you want her to be a loving doe and a grateful deer?
2: I want you to know it, it takes a special sort, Chris, to be able to trigger your fiance and the pastor with the passage that you want read.
3: Yeah. And by the way, they're so triggered because I had to tell him what song are you singing? And they were like, he's singing the national anthem. Then, like, no, we know that, but what's he's going to sing after that? I'm like, I don't know. Ask him, which is the reason well, why. What baby
2: got back? Or do you, Oh, you mean uh, during the procession? Yes. As she's walking down. Yes. Oh, I mean, I could do anything. Okay. But I mean, I, I assumed it would be the, the wedding march. Done. Yeah. That's what mm-hmm. I thought too. Like that, you know, yeah. do something like that. I'm considering if I go traditional or if I do freestyle. Hmm. Like a little scat and a little breakdown, you know? I think, well, since it's. Where, where, where it's like this, where it's like. <laughs> if I do like kind of a freestyle thingy. Actually, what do you, you know, think? I think, yes. Because, I mean, that's me, Chris. No, no. I don't want to to hold you back. I don't want to hold you back. Don't hold me back. Don't put me in a box, baby. Don't put me in a
3: box. Baby, no. Okay. You can't put baby in a box.
2: No, that's baby in a corner. But I'm telling you, don't put baby. baby. I'm telling you baby, because that's what you do when you... I
3: think if we read the Proverbs 5, then we go into that song with the drum line in the back. Mm -hmm, I think we got mm -hmm.
2: a... I think you got a powerful wedding there, buddy. I think you got it. Come on. If there's no dry
3: eyes on that freaking place, if there's no regrets... After all that little concoction that I've created.
2: You got to understand too. Chris's fiance is such a lovely woman. And as I mentioned before, she doesn't want to say no, no to stuff because she doesn't want to be mean. Yes. She thinks people are like, yes. she wants to help. She's so yes. nice, but she has this look, this Fear. unmistakable look on her face with stuff. And she's like, okay. And she tries to smile, but the eyes give it away. It's just, ah. Okay, like this. Hilarious.
3: Uh, so that's where we're at.
2: So uh no proverbs, huh? So the final
3: answer was Carrie was able to kind of be like, okay, we won't read that one, but I'll oh. preach on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so Carrie What does that in. mean, though? No. Preach on it. She's going to preach about the w- loving though. She will
2: build... Yeah. Her sermon, well, her oh, sermon. comment heard, okay. is her sermon, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. her it. sermon
3: around that one
2: mm-hmm.
3: uh, verse. I'm like, she gonna what? say it word for word, or she's just gonna like, well, usually a pastor will read the passage and then go into more details.
2: <laughs> so, you got her to read, I got her to read <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: a loving do a grateful dear. May her breasts satisfy you always. May you ever be intoxicated with her love.
2: Oh, uh. <clears throat> okay. Um, wow, that's uh, that's fun stuff. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> she's still in, though. She's still... <clears throat> like she's still in. She might just be so nice she doesn't know how to say no, like, to get out of it. True. She's like, I told him yes. I don't know what. I didn't even really understand what he was saying when he asked me to marriage. To be honest. She's I... like, the the language barrier. I thought he was asking me if I wanted dinner. <laughs> Do you want an enchilada? To be- <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> to
3: be honest, I never said, would you marry me? The re- See, that's... I never said that. Do you say it in Spanish? No. Mm. All I did was hand
2: her the ring. Ooh. And she slid it on. And that's it. You know, that would be a fun one to bust out to her. Yes. And by the way, just to clarify, you know, I'm going along with this wedding thing. I I never never actually asked you you to marry me. I just (laughs) gave you a ring. By the way,
3: it was funny because (laughs) on that day when we met with Carrie, she brought a piece of paper. Guess oh no, this is really creepy, and I think uh, uh, Sarah will get all lovey-dovey after she hears this story. Um, I had to file paperwork a year ago because I drove down to Houston to help out with the relief program of the Hurricane Harvey. Yeah, and guess what day? was signed the first day I met officially Autumn. Huh. September 22nd, the day of our wedding.
2: Is that the first time you officially met her? Yes. You'd never met her? No. So you're getting married one year to the date you met one her? One year to the, the year I the met day, her. The wow.
3: Yes. And September 22nd is <coughs> the first day of Autumn.
2: <coughs> oh my gosh, you're right, it is. First full day. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. Because the 21st is the, right? Is it 20 or 21st?
3: It's 22nd. Yeah, the, 22nd. No, I mean the, the Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's funny because she started pointing all these things out. And I'm like, I know. Uh, duh. Why do you think I picked September 22nd? And
2: I falled for you.
3: Yes. Fall. See? Yes. That's and what then it is. she goes, really? You thought about this? I'm like,
2: Duh! You t- are you kidding me? You're just so you got to flip it the other way. You go. You just figure this. Wow. You know. So I go. At oh,
3: what time are we getting married? She's like <clears throat> six o'clock.
2: And and I was like,
3: and what? What happened at six o'clock? Think I'm about like, this. Into, you know what? Like, Think about it. Come she doesn't to- know. She's, still th- she's like, what's that? Like, Don't worry about it. I'll tell you on September 22nd at 6 o'clock what happened. So I got to either think of something or.
2: Oh, that's she even ordered order
3: a farmer's almanac.
2: An old farmer's almanac, yeah, yeah. To figure it out. That doesn't tell you what happened to you guys. This wow. is good for me because he just <laughs> keeps, keeps
3: on busy. giving and keeps me busy with like things because I have zero job at the wedding other than like pick some things. Oh,
2: this is so much fun. It keeps giving because I know it's only a matter of time before she stabs you in the throat. <laughs> I know it's only a matter of time. It could be at the ceremony. It could it be could at be. the ceremony. There's going to be a point They will reach critical mass. Do you think it's after
3: enough. or before the Proverbs 18:19? Okay,
2: good. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. This is
3: like the peak of my yeah, wedding day, yeah. as soon as I hear the good old Pastor Kerry, read verse 19.
2: Well, it'll likely be a very small trigger. Yes. It won't be like one of the things you're like, yes. oh my gosh, that yes. she got away with it. It'll be yes. something very simple and she yeah. will have enough. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be good stuff. So, wow. All right. So, September 22nd, that may be one of your days that were like good stuff always happens to you. Right? Right. I have a couple of those days. What are your dates? Let me say, because I don't want you to ruin them.
3: I'm not going to. I won't do that. I wonder that I'm not you, first of all. Oh, okay. All right. You're the one who's trying to ruin my wedding by putting rocks stacking.
2: I always pool. have really good luck around January twentieth. Oh, okay. <clears throat> that if that weekend, I have started countless like jobs. Those were the jobs I started or got around that time. Mm-hmm. Um got married around that time, met my wife, always. Always around there. Hmm. Usually that... Within a day or two of there, yeah. Always Hmm. a good time for me. Interesting, huh? Yeah. And I've had... And I need to to go on a... I could use some good luck in my life. At one of the places my wife and I used to hang out in Richmond. Okay. It's just Panera Bread, but it's this one location you used to hang out at. I have been in that spot, same chair, sofa, right by the... When I... Six different times got really good news. Really. First of all, with my wife, a couple of different things there. But then, that's when I found out Eric Cantor gone. Nice. When I got, I got. It's in that very spot when I got the call about this job. Wow. I just got probably within four feet of that spot. All of them within four feet. I I got to go on vacation. I could use some good news. I could use some good luck. Let's go in there and hang out and drink tea. <clears throat>
3: yeah.
2: Isn't that bizarre, though? That, that is, same spot? That's interesting. what to, to the rally for Dave Brat. Uh-huh. Whatever. Come back and I was like, well, we'll see what happens. All in God's hands now. Boom. Went there, sat down. My phone starts blowing up. Boop. Went there. Uh, I pitched a company on a project I was working on mm-hmm. in D.C. Mm-hmm. Drove back down to Richmond. That same spot. My phone starts blowing up. It's a guy about this job. Guy yeah, runs the radio and say, so we're expanding the network. Want you want to hire you? <clears throat> nice. As there's four other things like that, too. It's really all in that spot. But those are some of the high water ones.
3: <laughs> That's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. That's pretty so cool. I'm thinking on the 20th of January, I need to be right there. I think so, too. Bring them all. Bring it all together. Bring all that energy. What else do I have in my life, right? I don't know. Nothing's working for me. So let's go ahead and get it done. I right, Get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. You mean, I'm trying to think. We need to incorporate the audience somehow into your wedding. Somehow, how can we incorporate that? They'll,
3: they can watch the wedding. The wedding will be broadcast.
2: You're broadcasting the whole thing. Yeah, there'll be a there'll be a website they yeah. can watch. Will they watch the rockstar? I mean, will they watch uh, my performance? They'll watch everything. Is it a multi camera shoot? No, oh, it's just one camera shoot. Can I Facebook Live it on my page too? Yes, you can. Okay, good. I'm thinking there's another way they could be involved, though, like interactive, mm. like help name something or come up with something like wedding, Mick wedding face. Mm. I can't name the wedding, but you know, what I'm saying it's something I could think, think of, of some something. way yeah. that they can be involved. In okay. this. I think I'll that think would of be something. Good. Yeah, we'll do something. Yeah. And whatever it is, uh, make it sound worse than it is and tell Autumn that's what you're doing. You
3: know, I, what about this? Brian has a good, good idea. He says, Chris, how much are tickets f- to your
2: wedding? Um. Can you offer a discount to our listeners?
3: I will offer a discount. Okay. Fuse discount uh prom Yeah. I think i think of Promo something.
2: code doc. Yeah we'll a it promo today. code Blaze? Yeah. Or is it radio?
3: Uh we'll we'll use Doc. We'll keep it.
2: Keep it simple. 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 I like that. Very yeah. good. Okay, yeah. good. All right, because uh, I think there is some way. Some way we can do I something think so fun too. here. That would be I a I think good so too. There. All right, uh, tweets with the hashtag what I learned today.
3: Uh Justin Sprung saying <laughs> Chris Cruz's wedding is going to be a Friday leftover wedding.
2: There's a good chance. There's a good chance. Yeah, that's, uh, wow, you're going through a little what I went through. Am I? Oh, yep. So you got your family's going to be there and her family. Yes. Okay, and the combining of those families, whoa! That's two different worlds, by the way. That is, worlds colliding, that's going to be crazy, not in a bad way, No. just lots of opportunities for crazy hijinks and misunderstandings, right? Yes. Okay, so you got that. Then you've got your uh, sphere of influence and friends. Mm -hmm. So you got some of your older friends, right? Then you got some of your friends from the military, you got your radio type friends, right? Oh, and very different, some of them bad them bat crap crazy left yes. some of them on the right yes and outspoken yes lots of impractical jokers yes and she has the same thing yes that's what we had at, at our wedding because <clears throat> i had the crazy white ohioans with the crazians from korea right yes. so then we're like ooh, don't want to set my put my sister kim by anybody in her family <laughs> my sister kim lit the table at <laughs> fire at the wedding <laughs> She did not intentionally. She just buttered up like she normally was and and got uh, one of the menus or something. Menu. What place settings? or something? Okay. Got it. Got it. At uh, too close to the candle. Set it on fire. And then she was like all drunked up and hanging on my wife's grandmother. (laughs) I like this. And my wife's grandmother, short, little, very serious, very uh, pious woman. Very nice. But she always has that. That. Serious look on her face. And that's the one that likes you, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And fortunately, a couple of people in my family are like, keep Kim away from everybody. Get her away. And I was like, thank you. Keep her away from them. It's not too late for them to pull the plug in this thing. Trust me. Um, And so there was all that, right? Then we had some politicians. I've told Jim Gilmore and some uh, congressmen Mm -hmm. and other people were there and then we have they were all on the right they're all righty and then some of my radio friends some of them left some of them right Mm -hmm. but then some of my wife's TV people and they are all crazy on the left and we're trying to separate all them so the logistics of who sat where very complicated, very complicated. So you're going to have that too. That'll be fun. Yeah, that will be. I'm fun. mingling, by the way.
3: Of course you are. I want you to mingle.
2: Oh, I'm mingling. I want I'm dropping That's bombs. one of the main reasons why you and Brad are invited. I'm the wrench, baby. Yes. I'm the wrench in the works. God, that's I can't my have job. a wedding crasher, so I'll bring you two. Oh, it is going to be so much fun. I'm going to be at my best. Oh, darn it! You invited my wife. What? Oh. She's going to be
3: focused on the wedding things. Do you want me to give her something to do?
2: Yeah, if she has something to do, then she won't see my hijinks. Because okay. Okay. otherwise, I'll have to be on my best behavior next to her. No, no, no. Okay, I'll have,
3: I'll have her. I'll have her do something.
2: Yes, and she likes being put to work. I know stuff she like does. That. So very good. Okay, yes, good. Yes, yes. All right, let me get a break in. We'll come back in a minute with more on The Morning Blaze.
1: The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. We'll be right back on The Blaze Radio Network. Thompson does hold a record for something, the most career firings in a lifetime. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson.
2: For now. It's like radio career firings. Not everybody who's ever been fired from a job, something like that. At least, I don't think so. Riduzone.com is the website. We had some folks in yesterday tell you about their successes with Riduzone. And it's true. it, It works. There's a lot of people who've enjoyed the successes of Riduzone because it's simple and it works on... Uh, really a different premise than a lot of other claims or uh, products that are claimed to help you with weight loss a lot of them are some sort of stimulant stimulant where you're you're taking a drug this this isn't a drug it's no. a it's a molecule that's yeah. already found in your body it's just yeah. concentrated doses it's called oea and i'm not going to try to pronounce the entire uh, long that's the abbreviated version can you pronounce it
3: oleolite lathenol and media One more time, go. uh, uh, Nailed
2: it. Nailed it. It's, uh, It's already found in your body. It's in a bunch of foods. But they discovered that in concentrated amounts, it does have some benefits to losing weight. It makes you feel fuller. It tricks your body and makes you feel fuller. So you're just not starving like you normally are. And that's one of the problems, obviously, that physical craving when you're trying to lose weight. And the other part is that it boosts your metabolism. So giving you that extra boost is burning more. You're more active. It's burning more. And you haven't done a whole lot other than order the RidUZone and, of course, consume, use the RidUZone. But the success that we've seen from countless people that email us, that text us, people around here in the office that say, no, this this product works. It's very simple. You've got a lot of challenges between now and the end of the year. Challenges not just to lose weight but to not gain any more. you got all kinds of holidays coming up. Do you realize how close those are? We're yeah. halfway through August. Yeah. Halfway through August, you got September, October, November. Unbelievable. And then part of December. You're five months away from the end of the year now. Mm. Well, four and a half. Wow. That's incredible. So if you order Zone now, you can start losing weight and then help yourself throughout those holidays or those other gatherings that are coming up in the fall, not be so tempted. Lose weight with Zone. the bottom line. Why not try it? What have you got to lose other than the weight? Riduzone.com. R-I-D-U zone.com. You got World Spock saying, we could do a sitcom about Chris Cruz's wedding. Come on, Doc. It's
3: gold, Jerry. It's gold. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I like when you do that because
2: that means it's good. (sighs) Okay. You got to sell me the rights to your wedding. Okay. Done. Ah, We'll just partner up on it. Okay. But tell okay. your wife, your future wife, your fiance, that I bought the rights, the broadcast okay. rights to it. Okay. <laughs> okay, tell her that. Okay. Say, I signed, Doc Doc had me sign, I bought the broadcast rights. He, he <laughs> so just tell her that, and uh, then you and I will actually sell it somehow online. Okay, good. But, good, good, <laughs> but good, tell her it's good. that okay. I brought the rights, because you're like, brought the but the rights. Well, he wants to broadcast that he's going to he's gonna live a lot of different places. He'll do the audio. Uh, he'll do the video. It'll the be mixing. different. The mixing will be like that. And then it'll be uh, in pieces. as kind of a reality show.
3: <laughs>
2: That's brilliant.
3: <laughs> it's brilliant. Not a real doctor saying, Eunice you know, the family thinks all Americans are middle-aged, one-eyed, drunk nurse.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm just curious. You think that they they are? You mean knows they are? Yes. i am caught up and thinks. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm not kidding. My sister Kim was crazy. She's dead now, but she was crazy, and she was crazy at the wedding too. It's funny you say that because
3: Equal Limits 10 saying, well, it's good that I'm not the only one that has a sister with the name Kim that you need to keep away from.
2: Oh, you got to keep them away from the straights. Yeah, she, she's just the whole time. Um, I... I actually told a couple of people, my, my, my mom, it's the only one who could control my sister. And she was like, Kimberly. And she does the grid teeth because she got to keep it down there. Kimberly. Our girl. And I went to my mom and everybody was like, listen, you guys got to keep Kim on a short leave. At least keep her away from everybody over there. Keep her on this side of the room. Far, far away from, I'm not kidding. This was the wedding. That, that was awesome. awesome. We got out relatively unscathed, other than the table we sat on that she sat on fire, and I had to pay for. Other than that, we're good.
0: The morning blaze with Doc Thompson, part of Generation Blaze, on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: sense and comedy this
2: is the morning blaze with doc thompson all right uh, let's get a bunch of tweets in here get them out of the way we get a bunch in here because people want to comment if you would please follow us on social media it's at doc thompson show at real chris cruz get those in uh you
3: got civil english saying it's not
2: a wedding until a tables on fire yeah you know and by the way in the grand scheme of things it's actually it was pretty tame uh for my family Mm. I mean, uh, nobody uh, got into a fight. Uh, the cops were not called. Good. Um, good. Nobody took the keg uh, and went running through a field with it. Um, nothing like that.
3: <laughs> and your wedding was at that beautiful Grim Briar, right? At the, no,
2: no. Right. That's uh, where we stayed for a uh, day or oh, okay, two. Okay. Uh, it was at the Jefferson Hotel in Oh, Jefferson. In Richmond, I knew it was some kind of hotel. Awesome. It's...
3: Uh, t- uh, Tesla's coil jackal saying instead of centerpieces at Chris Chris's wedding, uh, we'll have rock on every table so guests can start stacking.
2: Stacking rocks. I like it. Very good. Yep. Very good.
3: Uh, let's be frank. Tweeting out a picture of don't forget your wedding hats. And it's a red MAGA hat, but it says make marriage great again.
2: Like it. That triggers some people.
3: <laughs> oh, oh, there's some family members that live in Austin. They're like really Austin awesome people.
2: Yep. I imagine. Yeah. That would be fun, though. Yes, yes, yes. So, so what I need to do is offer a toast and uh, get it—you know—make it a real, nicely crafted, beautiful moment that everybody's in on. And uh, then, right at the end, so raise your glasses and make America great again.
4: <laughs> Can you
3: imagine? That's legit. That's legit. Uh, <laughs> Jackal asking a question. Will Chris Cruz be serving plantains at the wedding?
2: Are there plantains on the menu? There
3: will be plantains mm-hmm. on the menu. Yes, yes. They, I mean, there are plantains on the menu. Um, Conservative Patriot. Because uh, otherwise,
2: what else your family can eat? <laughs> right? They come around. They're like. Uh, you can have a steak or chicken or fish. Uh, don't worry, Puerto Rican people. We have plantains coming for you. My
3: grandma's coming. So she's
2: coming so She it's has like to have just a plantain. big heaping pile of plantains, and I'll have and a trust full me. Egg.
3: If she doesn't have plantains, she's just getting her bag and be like, "Oh, I brought some. <laughs> <Her> ba- <laughs> I brought Not some. Own. Let me get my. Uh, uh, I need my sartén, aceite. Let's go, Chris, Chris. Let's go. I got it."
2: <laughs> so no, no red beans and rice though No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no.
3: Uh, Conservative Pedro Gears saying Don't forget to invite Bernie Sanders and Ale- Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to the wedding Then you have a real dog and pony show
2: Yep, it, they did there it, The dog it, and the pony dog, with the Very pony. good, I'm going to give you a belt for that That's, that's, that's good. a
3: good one, that's a really good one uh, Coppersville Jackal saying Chris Cruz Wedding Docu-Series needs a title I'm going with a Puerto Rican Jackal in Texas mm,
2: Nice there are still 7,000, just over 7,000 languages in the world. Wow. But did really? you know, yeah, those constantly shrink. Oh, well, yeah. <clears throat> that, that number Language constantly
3: evolves shrinks. evolves or just gets lost, or, people forget.
2: Uh, something, I think we've lost like 10,000 in the last like 15 years. Wow. It's languages, a huge number. Yeah, huge. And you wouldn't wow. think about it. They constantly, because these... Some of them were only spoken, you know, by 30 people in a tribe somewhere or whatever. But thousands and thousands have gone away just in the last couple of decades. We're down to 7,100 right now. And in the next 20, 30 years, they say we'll be down to, I don't know, hundreds. It's like that. And eventually we'll have um, Spanglish and Chinese. That's what we'll have.
3: Really, I was thinking more like German. And Chinese.
2: Oh, no. Uh, German and, and French. Those will be some of the later ones to go. Oh, okay, but okay, eventually okay. it'll just be Chinese. Those two? Okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a uh, Trussian. It could end up Trussian. What's, What's the Chinese uh, Russian? Okay. okay something okay, like okay, that. Okay, 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 but it's probably just going to be Chinese. Yeah. It'll be Chinese <laughs> okay. and uh, and then Spanglish. It's not even going to be English. it <laughs> no, be... It won't be. Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't it be Spanglish?
3: Oh, yeah. It should be that.
2: <clears throat> Anyways, that's what we got left. Um. What's interesting is you look at the translations and things get lost in translation. Oh. Like, is there trouble um, with your family? Will yes. there be trouble at the wedding? Yes. Because there was there was a little bit of trouble at, the, at our wedding yes. with them not understanding things. Oh, yeah, yes. And uh, so we, we tried to do our best, but it just kind of gets lost in there. Cities around the world, when you look at uh, what their name translates to, isn't really what you would think it translates okay. to. Like <clears throat> Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires, yes. What does it literally translate to?
3: Buenos Aires is
2: good air. <clears throat> yeah, fair air. Fair winds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, look at you. Nicely done. Uh Vienna, Austria. Isn't that like a sausage? The Vienna sausage, but that's not it translates to White Fort. Okay. Hmm. The White Fort. Hmm. That's a little right. Yeah. Um Azerbaijan has a city, Baku, B A K U. Mm-hmm. What is it? What does Baku translate to? Baku. Azerbaijanian. I don't know. Wind-pounded city.
3: Ooh, no. <laughs> Go back to Baku.
2: Uh, I think it's Dhaka, Bangladesh. D-H-A-K-A, Bangladesh. Mm-hmm. It uh, literally translates to small, bushy tree.
4: <laughs>
3: <clears throat> See, those last two are... Not good.
2: Kandahar, Afghanistan. What's it literally translate to?
3: Kandahar.
2: Uh, and yeah. I didn't know this. This one's actually kind of interesting. Alexander the Great. I didn't realize oh, it was named after Alexander the Great. That's cool. <clears throat> um, let's see. Albania has a city, Tirana. T-I-R-A-N-A. I'm not familiar with the city. Spider. But dairy. It's okay. Like dairy. And you can see where that is. Uh, Luanda, Angola. Literally translates to tax. Oh. like taxes. Yeah, they're not. Oof. they're not hiding that at no, all. They're are not. they? <laughs> it's like you might want to keep that down. So the rest of us are like, yeah, let's go. Wait, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. What whoa, whoa, whoa. is it? <clears throat> Brussels, Belgium. Brussels. No, it's not the sprouts.
3: Okay, I was going to say.
2: Home in the Mars.
3: That's in the planet?
2: No. Oh. With the Mars, like the swamps, I think. Oh, okay. I think that's what it is. But home in the Mars. Sarajevo. No, Bosnia Herzegovina, Seriova. The field around the palace. Oh, I like that one. What about Rio de Janeiro? You might get this one.
3: Uh, lake
4: <coughs>
3: of something.
2: Uh, river? Rio? Yeah. River of January. Yeah. Janeiro is January?
3: Enero. But that might be uh, Portuguese for, for January. It's Brazil. Or whatever it is.
2: Okay. Yeah, but Brazil r- speaks Portuguese. Do they? Yeah. But they spoke Spanish.
3: No. Oh, no. It's Portuguese. Yeah, I thought Portuguese. they
2: spoke that in Portugal.
3: No. Portugal speaks Spanish.
2: Oh, I thought they spoke Brazilian there.
3: <laughs> no, that's the Brazilian girls. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And the Brazilian whack.
2: Uh, Sofia, Bulgaria means wisdom. Bogota, Colombia. What does Bogota mean? Is that a tree? Enclosure outside of the farm fields. Mm. How about uh, Santiago? Cuba, Santiago. Last name. St. James of the Fertile Place. Hmm. Copenhagen, Denmark is uh, Merchant's Harbor. Jabati. Your body. Doormat of the palm fibers. <laughs> uh, made of, of, of palm fibers. Doormat made of don't palm fibers. You want to be a doormat. <laughs> right. Cairo, the Victorious. Ooh, I like that. <clears throat> um, I think it's Lutaka, Fiji means bullseye or spear hit like mm. perfect whatever uh ghana is Accra. what's the city Accra? a c c r a acra ghana means ants like the little creatures Yeah, i think so hmm. guatemala city city of forest land yeah uh let's see here budapest hungary They're... what does budapest mean oh uh food water furnace oh Water furnace. Water and furnace. Water furnace. Right. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah, there's no reason to have that. No. Um, Reykjavik, Iceland.
3: I'll take two on the rocks.
2: Smoky Bay. <laughs> uh, Delhi, India. Hmm. Means threshold. How about Jakarta, Indonesia? This one's a good one. Jakarta, Indonesia. What is its literal translation? Power. <clears throat> Victorious Dead. Does that mean like like you sacrificed you your life, like victorious, like a soldier who was victorious but died?
3: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I...
2: What about like. Dublin, like Ireland? Dublin,
3: Dublin. Um, it doubles down. Blackpool. Ew.
2: Uh, Rome. I never knew this means strong. Nairobi, Kenya is the place of cool waters. Monrovia. Monro- Liberia, okay. the capital is Monrovia.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: <coughs> Something with mountains?
2: It's actually just named after somebody. Oh. Monrovia. They just added the Via. What is Monroe?
3: Melanie M- Monroe?
2: No. Oh. President James Monroe. It's the only foreign capital named after a U.S. president. Really? Liberia, Monrovia, yeah. Hmm. Uh, Vilnius, Lithuania. Mm. A surge. Luxembourg City means a small castle. Kuala Lumpur. Ah, here it is. Kuala Lumpur. You might not want to put this on the marketing, on the uh, literature. Okay. Muddy Confluence. Hmm. That's, that's not going to be, honey, you know, we could go to Fiji. We could go to that Muddy Confluence. What do you think? <laughs> Monaco City. City of the new house. Okay. That was not real good. Amsterdam means dam in the water. Oslo, Meadow of the Gods. Palau, and I can't even pronounce this city. I've been there, but Palau. N-G-E-R-U-L-M-U-D. Nulgermud. Sure. Place of fermented fish. I don't want to be there either. Manila, place of flowering uh, mangrove plants. (laughs) Uh, Bucharest. City of Joy. That's a good one. Singapore is Lion City. Dakar is land of refuge, or tamarind tree, Tamarind tree. Mm, let's see here. Uh, Damascus. Well-watered place. Yet uh, Bangkok, Thailand. No no, 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 no. 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 District of Wild Plums. Still. (laughs) It's still bad. Uh huh. Uh, What about uh, Abu Dhabi? Father of the gazelle. Ooh. Vatican City. What's the Vatican City's translation mean? Holy City? It says Soothsayer City.
4: Hmm. You'd we'll it would be something like holy.
2: Mm-hmm. What about Birmingham? They mean in the UK, but I imagine it would also translate for the Birmingham's in America. Black power. No, village of Bormund's people. I don't know who Bormund was. Who's Bormund? I don't know, <laughs> but it's his people.
3: His people, okay. Fun
2: foodie. Oh, that's where you go fun have fun. foodie. That's where you go have fun. F-U-N-A foodie. F-U-T-I. Fun okay. of foodie.
3: That's where you go have fun.
2: Banana. I oh. mean just oh. beans, Banana.
3: What do you mean by it means banana? What's, like the fruit? Yeah. Or crazy?
2: Yeah. In the Sudan, there's a town called Katorum. No, I'm sorry. Khartoum. Khartoum. Yeah. K-H-A-R-T-O-U-M. I don't know how to pronounce that. End of an elephant's trunk. Oh. Which, see, I got it flipped. I thought that was Bangkok. I thought that was... It's very confusing, but interesting though, huh? Yes. So now you know. So, if anybody brings those up, you're good to go. If you're on Jeopardy, boom.
3: Really? Jeopardy?
2: You're going on Jeopardy.
3: Yeah. So, you're prepping us to be on Jeopardy?
2: I'm just thinking it's interesting. If anyone brings up, maybe that comes up at the wedding.
3: Uh, okay. Not for my family. I know that much.
2: You don't think it's coming up? No. You don't think any of that's going to be Well, discussed now at the it week? is because. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're you gonna got gonna me be on there. that one. You got me on that <laughs> now one. Now it is. All right. And now. We will all learn the literal translation of cities around the world. I start putting your mom on the spot. Go, go. What is it? Yeah, please answer this questionnaire. Fill it out. There'll be a test. We'll be good to go. All righty. Um, we still have a Building America coming up at the bottom, right? Yes. And we this do. is a uh, pretty interesting company. It is. Into as well.
3: It is. Let's say it involves fish, a snail, and a mint plant.
2: Okay, that sounds very interesting. Did you see Tim Pawlenty going off on Trump?
3: Yes, he called him He called them some weird names, too.
2: I didn't see the names. See if you see the names. Yeah, hold on. Uh, I, on one hand, appreciate Tim Pawlenty, the former governor of Minnesota and former presidential candidate, being honest, good. I appreciate him holding true to his values, whatever they are, and um, saying that he does not support... Or is not the same type of candidate or person President Trump is. Okay, good for you. But what I hate is Tim Pawlenty pretending while criticizing the president that he is some and has been as the governor of Minnesota some great conservative or truly somebody on the right. He was not. He is not. I did not support his candidacy and have called him out over the years for all of his failures. <clears throat> not to mention the fact that you were governor of New Mexico or of uh, Minnesota rather for two years, mm-hmm. two year or two terms, two, two terms. terms. Yeah. You're there for eight years and you ran for president and then you ran for Senate because he just lost in the primary. He just lost in the primary to um, Jeff Johnson, a uh, county commissioner
4: mm-hmm.
2: to be, to rep, to represent Minnesota in mm-hmm. the Senate. And why? Why was he running, Chris? He he had two terms as the governor of Minnesota, mm-hmm. then ran for president. Mm-hmm. Didn't even get the nomination,
4: mm-hmm.
2: and then you decide to be a senator.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Why? Why would you? Why would you settle on being a senator after you ran for president?
3: He still want to be in office?
2: It's about him. It's not, a, I want to help people. That's the reason I yeah. ran for president. Oh, I'll settle for Senate, though.
4: <laughs>
2: he wants that public, wants that job. Mm-hmm. Making, remember the uh, whoever it was that told us, yeah, a lot of these guys, they've never had any other success. Yeah, The most they were going to make is fifty, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 a year. But hey, suddenly they get a job where they're making almost $200,000 a year, and they're the honorable congressman, senator, it's money and power and influence more than they would ever have in the private sector. Well, a lot of these people, a lot of people look at $175,000 a year and go, I got millions. That's nothing. For most of us, it's a lot of money. Forget the power and influence, it's yeah. a lot of money. For somebody like Tim Pawlenty, who, who knows, maybe would only make $50,000, $60,000 a year, and you're like, wait a minute. So all I have to do is be a politician. I just keep running every few years. I have to run and I get to keep this job. That's a that's a lot of money. But I'm sure he's just doing it to help people. Yeah. So for him to criticize the president when he has not been a conservative, he, Tim Pawlenty, and then you're only doing this for the job, please stop. <clears throat> Clearly Trump did it for the ego. That's part of why he ran for president. Mm-hmm. We know that. But this is Tim Pawlenty running over and over and over again. President Trump, how many offices did he run for? How um, many? Public- one. That's it. Yeah. Yes, I'm sure part of it was ego, but he didn't run for 16 different offices. He didn't run to be mayor of New York. Then to would be a senator. No, Tim Pawlenty, um lost and lost uh, pretty soundly yeah. to this guy.
3: Yeah, I think it was... 9%. 9%,
2: yeah. He lost by 9 percentage point uh, to this um, uh, congressman, or or to this uh, county commissioner. This county commissioner, uh, Johnson, Jeff Johnson, Mm -hmm. did not support Trump either. No. Called Trump a jackass at one point. Yeah. But Tim Pawlenty said... um, the Republican Party has shifted. It's in the era of Trump, and I'm just not a Trump-like politician. What do you mean by that, Tim? What do you mean by it? You're not a Trump-like politician. Do you mean the fact that he is combative at times, over-the-top, bombastic, uses Twitter, beats people up on, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Is that what you mean? Because I'll give you that. Fine. But if you're saying... um, the end of an era and you're not that politician because he's what been primarily conservative in his actions outside of that yeah he has some failures don't get me wrong he's not perfect on it but the party has shifted normally when you hear the party has shifted it means away from what has the republican party been conservative over the last Pick a number of years. Sorry, I was going to say 10. No, nope, more than that. 20. Nope, more than that. 30 years? Has it really been all that conservative? Was George W. Bush all that conservative in his governing? No, he was not. So shifted what? Away from progressivism? No. It hasn't. It's still progressive. You just don't like the fact that you lost and you're trying to blame Trump. That's all it is. <laughs>
1: It's not sugar-coated, it's not fluff, it's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
4: with Doc Thompson.
2: Alrighty then. All righty then. All righty then. All righty. I'm, I'm triggered here. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> oh my gosh. Uh, is there any way uh, we'd have to beep it? Can we get that uh, for tomorrow? Yes. Somebody just sent me something. This, that looks I, like it was shot 20 years ago. Yes. And maybe other people have found it. I'll can I tweet out a link to it?
3: Oh yeah, yeah, because we posted the. Okay, the, the other I'll one, tweet yeah. out a
2: link to this so you can see it for yourself. It is a uh, preacher. I don't know where. Uh, it's at the beginning of the video posted online that did a rap for Jesus, a uh, Christian rap. Twenty years ago, the guy at that point was what 60? probably middle-aged minister who's busting out some rap, and you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, that's gold. No. no. Just wait. It's platinum. It's quadruple platinum. It should go platinum. Oh, it, it, should it should go platinum. In your mind, you're going, that's got to be amazing. No, nope. You can't even imagine. In fact, there's a couple things he shouldn't be saying in no. there. No. He busts it out. Yes. Oh my gosh. And when he brings in the wife, and, <clears throat> and the wife busts
3: it out, ooh, like, I was looking at you, I was like, what? Oh, that's stupid. Oh! oh
2: yeah. Oh! Yep. What do you- A buddy of mine just sent it to me, so I would have had it for you ready if I stumbled on it any earlier. But he just texted, he's like, you gotta see this. Little- do you want video, or do you want... Uh, we gotta have the video, We gotta have the video. I think, I think so, I think so we can have do to have- that for tomorrow, yes. or whatever. So, uh, we're gonna have to beat parts of it, but... That's fine. Okay, good job. Okay, that's gonna be fun. I don't know what else to say. It's, I'll- okay, uh- we'll play it tomorrow. I
3: don't want to tweet it out yet because then people will not come.
2: Yeah, they will. they'll just be prepared so they can sing along tomorrow.
3: Oh, we want them to do the sing-along.
2: Mm-hmm. Rap-along.
3: Rap-along. Do you, you want me to put a little ball too? A
2: little bouncing ball So with the lyrics? No, yeah. I don't think we have to go that far. By okay. then, they'll be able to commit it to memory. Oh, okay, That's what okay. it is. Uh, oh, my gosh. It's gold, Jerry. It is gold.
3: Wow. You have to send me who this friend is because <clears throat> I want him as my friend too.
2: You know what else uh, is gold? And that is blazewildrice.com. Yes. Gold. Gold. It's awesome stuff. 30, just shy of 30 years ago, um, Lori and Jay, I think it was just Jay at that point before Lori ended up joining the crew, uh, started Minostalgia Wild Rice at Minostalgia.com. Uh, now they use BlazeWildRice.com because it's just easier because people can't spell it. So if you go to BlazeWildRice.com, you can see their story. You can see how they harvest the wild rice. Jay said, listen, this is a great product, this wild rice from the north woods of Minnesota, and began selling it online, or not, before it was online, uh, via catalog, and you could uh, order in stores locally around Minnesota as well, and then grew the product line to include rice flours. There's a lot of people that can't have gluten, so if you want flours, rice flour, this rice flour is a good alternative to that. And then they made soups and all kinds of stuff, and they said, what about the other edible memories from the north woods of Minnesota? Things like uh, jellies and jams and syrups and whipped honeys. Mm, I love the whipped honey. Awesome stuff. Try it all at blazewildrice.com and if you want to try a sampler pack, you can with the promo code try10. If you use that promo code, you'll get 10% off. It's blazewildrice.com. A great company, really solid people who uh, have supported this broadcast and this network for a while and they appreciate your support. But offering you something very healthy and something very tasty. It's all at blazewildrice.com. blazewildrice.com, promo code try10. <laughs> Are you, you got a tweet there you're going to share? You just,
3: no, no, I'm just laughing because um, you were laughing.
2: Okay, I'm laughing because as I said that, you heard the little ting on yes. my computer. I got a text message from a third buddy who's on the too? exchange now. Oh, okay. And okay. he was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Yep, it's that. gold It's gold. I'm going to send it out right now. I get the tweets in. We have a building America coming up as well.
3: B from SA saying, "Next on the TMB, we discuss 700 different translation of words on the first page of the dictionary."
2: No, no, we're just doing cities. Just doing cities. Oh, you're just doing cities. Yeah, we might. M- we may do countries at some point. Oh, really? Yeah, at some point.
3: Do any metaphors next time? Your what metaphors? Your what metaphors?
2: Nailed it. This is The
1: Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. collision of common sense and comedy this is the
2: morning blaze with doc thompson they had no idea that that uh was going to live on for years and years to come i don't think they had no idea it was going to live on for years and years to come they uh that's a nice thing about the internet
3: should i reach out
2: uh yeah you gotta see it had to have been done decades ago it had to been done in like the late 90s or something probably mid 90s Yeah, it's from a church, so they had to. And you know they're powerfully embarrassed about now. 45 million views. Yeah, 45 million views on this thing. Okay.
3: We have to reach out to them.
2: All right. Get on it. We'll see, and we'll uh, discuss it more tomorrow. I'm sorry I was unprepared. This completely triggered me. Uh, Did you see
3: the guy that posted his comment?
2: No, what did he say? He
3: goes, I helped my pastor make this music video when I was in high school. Thought you guys might get a kick out of it. May the Lord bless and keep you. (laughs)
2: Okay, could you reach out to him, too? Oh, definitely. Yep. Some, people, some people got a kick out of it. Yes, they did. By the way. And now some people may get kicked out of it.
4: It has
3: 813,000 likes and 51,000 dislikes.
2: Yeah, see, the thing is, likes and dislikes are don't tell the whole story. Thumbs up and thumbs Sometimes it's like, I'm going to retweet this because it's horrible. Oh, oh you retweeted okay. it because you like it. Okay. Or I gave a thumbs up because you posted something horrible oh you liked it no i didn't like it i'm thumbs upping that you posted it or something you know what i mean yeah it's it's very different so it could be thumbs like i would give that a thumbs up oh definitely because it's crazy funny yes um but do i like the performance did i think it was a good idea It wasn't a good idea back then. No, no. Okay, it's certainly not a good idea now. So, no, it's, yeah. The ups and downs are not the most accurate with it. All right, we'll share more of that uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. The entrepreneurial
1: spirit is to dream and to do.
2: We are Building America. All right, Chris had uh, deposited some items in the studio this morning, and he didn't tell me why at the time, but no, he's yet. been in just just giddy-over. Yes,
3: it. I mean, well, so I got Kevin uh, from... Is it his, EcoCube? Uh, EcoCube.
2: It is Cube. The Q's yes. throw me off. Kevin, how are you? I'm fantastic. How are you guys? I'm doing well. So why is Cube spelled with a Q, first of all? <laughs> You're throwing me off here. <laughs>
5: Well, because uh, it's harder to protect a name with a C.
2: Oh, gotcha. All right. That your makes name. Yeah. that makes a lot of <laughs> sense. And plus, you're buying domain names and stuff. It may be a, more available when it comes to a Q versus a C. Gotcha. That's right. I understand. All right. So t- explain what EcoCube is.
5: Yeah. So uh, EcoCube is a line of products. Uh, the ones that you guys have in the office, I'll start with the very first one. It's a desktop aquarium that uses uh, plants like green onions and basil to filter the aquarium water so you never have to change the filters or the aquarium water because as the plants grow, it soaks up all the fish waste and the water actually gets cleaner and cleaner over time. Okay, the key to get the plant to grow in the beginning.
2: Kevin, um, I just learned something. I didn't realize there were any plants that filtered the water like that, anything significant. I, you know some of those fish, there's fish that eat it, but you're telling me some of the plants can filter it?
5: Yeah, absolutely.
2: That's awesome. Okay. So it's an aquarium and like a desktop one that you can just, you can probably put a lot of different places. And then what's the other one?
5: Yeah. So the second one is called the EcoCube Air and it's a desktop hydroponic system. So without the fish and more, uh, more area for the plants, right. And it waters the plants for you, grows the plants for you and uses the same plants to filter your air.
2: So it's filtering the air, and the whole point is that it's an air filtration system. Exactly. Okay. Um, I mean, the plants are in there not to consume, just for the air. That's right. Okay.
5: Okay. You can also grow herbs in it, but uh, most people have been growing decorative plants uh, that help filter the air.
2: Okay, but there's another component to this. There is an electronic component where you can remotely control the settings on it?
5: Yeah, that's right. So we uh, spent a lot of time building out a uh, phone application that uh, connects to the device via Bluetooth and that'll allow you to schedule out sort of what time you want the light to turn on when you want it to fade and act like a candle. So we specifically put in lights of a candlelight spectrum. Um, and actually use it as my alarm clock in the morning
2: oh that's cool that's that's really clever the um, Chris has been sitting here with his phone across mm-hmm. the room controlling yeah. the fish tank because he found out this particular fish is triggered when he puts certain uh, lights on yeah he's triggered cool. and he's freaking the fish out I don't think they designed it Chris for you to torture fish I don't think that's the goal here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, This is really a clever idea. It's uh, natural. I'm not um, the greenest person when it comes to saving the planet and climate change. However, I do support conservation and doing things in a more natural way, because why wouldn't we? Why do you want extra product and mess and pollutants and things in the air? And all of us are trying to live a little healthier and breathe a little easier. So I think it's a great idea. Thanks, Doc. So tell me about um, the idea you got, uh, how you came up with the idea for these. Because this is pretty unique.
5: Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you the short version. <laughs> so I've been in the aquarium industry since I was uh, 14 years old. I've kept an aquarium since I was seven. And then I got um, sort of really enticed in this uh, type of uh, aquarium keeping uh, where we bred these super sensitive um shrimp (laughs) out of all things called crystal red shrimps and uh, they needed very specific um, water parameters where the water was super duper clean and the only way to do that to get the shrimp to breed was um, and propagate was to have plants grow in it and uh, but obviously you guys have all kept aquariums and you've all seen aquariums with a ton of algae in it
4: yeah the reason
5: why is because the algae easily outcompetes the plants. So what I had to do was I'd actually bought a carbon dioxide tank and injected carbon dioxide into the aquarium. And that's sort of the unleashing factor that gets the plants to grow faster than the algae and absorb all the nutrients. Now these were aquarium plants that were underwater and that allowed me to get these crystal red shrimp that were super sensitive to breed. And so you fast forward. I was in college. I went to UC San Diego here in California, and I did research at uh, at the time the largest aquaponic farm in the U.S. And what aquaponics is is they were growing tilapia and uh, lettuce and and uh, basil and leafy greens and arugula mostly uh, above water. Now above water, there's way more carbon dioxide, and so. Uh, I learned that what I was doing with the shrimp uh, breeding was called aquaponics at a larger scale. And it was such a huge uh, breakthrough for me and uh, for everyone that saw these shrimp tanks, um, saw these plants grow inside shrimp tanks, that uh, I really want to participate in this movement. And this was in 2011, 2012. At the peak of the you know drought here in California, mm-hmm. and it was just so obviously the future aquaponics: ninety percent less water, no pesticides, no fertilizers, and uh, plants grew twice as fast in half the amount of space. That so sounds you, like magic to me.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> so, but I mean, so you started doing this and didn't even realize you were inventing something, really, right? I mean, yeah, you were just playing yeah. around.
5: Yeah, I was playing around and I was looking at all of the things that other people did to um, get the shrimp to breed was really what it was.
2: So have you done more with um, aquaponics?
5: Yeah, absolutely. From a, I mean, like so, a
2: food standpoint?
5: So not from a food standpoint. Um, I did that. Uh, I did the research at that farm in 2012, mm-hmm. and uh, it excited me so much that I was looking to get into food, but it didn't look like it was going to be sustainable over time just because um, vegetables are so cheap and it costs so much to run a farm at that scale. And um, so I took what I knew, which was aquariums, and put this awesome concept of aquaponics into an aquarium um, and packaged it with a uh, free curriculum for parents and teachers to work with kids on it. And the idea was everyone knows what an aquarium is, but no one knows what aquaponics is. Right. So let's try to bring that into the home and classroom. So but That's the whole idea behind EcoCube.
2: So and we're talking with Kevin from EcoCube. Where can people find out more about EcoCube?
5: Yeah, they can learn more at GetsecoCube with a dot com. Gets G-E-T-S? Yeah. Okay, uh, Gets E T and then E-C-O-Q-E-E. Oh,
2: Com. Got it. Okay. And we'll tweet out a link and post it on social media for people, but it's get eco cube cube with a Q not a C. Uh, interesting though, you've got a lot of moving parts here. So you've got yeah. the physical structure, which the mm-hmm. one that is uh, for plants, not the aquarium um, has looks like it has some additional piece because you got the bottom base. Um, you've got the lights that go into it. You have the electronics that power that stuff. You have the app that goes in it so you can be controlled remotely. You've got a remote control for it. You've got all these different things. That's a really big thing, and and times two because you've got two different models here to try to put together. How do you come up with somebody to manufacture all those parts?
5: Oh man, it was uh, one of the hardest things, and uh, we've made a lot of mistakes along the way, Doc. Um, I was fortunate enough to, like I said, I've been in the aquarium industry since I was 14 years old. It's you know 2020 20 in hindsight, but at the time I was just Chasing what I was super interested in, which was, you know, the aquarium side of things. Yeah. And so when I was in San Diego, um, I applied for, I saw a job posting for a brand of aquarium led lights that I had previously used. And I was like, wow, they're hiring. I would love to work for them. And I was in college at the time. So, um, I started working for them 2012 to 2014 and, uh, they really taught me a lot and they had, uh, previous contacts that they had worked with. So they put me in touch with their contacts and I sort of went to everyone I knew and asked for references. And, uh, so I ended up with a list of about eight or nine potential people that would be able to help us out. And I started communicating with all of them. Um, you know, several were in the U S uh, several were in China and, um, and we ended up uh, choosing the one that we're working with today. Uh, very fortunately, but
2: and that just ends up with one piece, though. Then you gotta what hook up with other companies in places like China and say, can you make this piece? And then do you have to find somebody to assemble them, or do you got? You basically have one company to put the whole thing together. Then,
5: yeah. So we were lucky enough to find that one company that okay. helped us reach out to all the different places because. I mean, if, uh, we did it and not a, you know, sort of a, I guess you would call them contract manufacturers sure. or final assemblers, uh, assemble it. It's, uh, we wouldn't get the best prices. Let's just say that. <laughs> no,
2: yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right. It's difficult. Yeah. But I, and I've, uh, imported some things from China and done some other business. It's really difficult, um, to, to try to put it together. And the stuff I did was pretty simple by comparison, but you made a lot of mistakes along the way and you just learn from them. Is that, is that basically it?
5: Yeah, and, and I also try to avoid as many as possible sure. before. <laughs> right, right.
2: That also helps, right? Exactly. Um, okay, so how long has the EcoCubes, these two products, been out?
5: So the Aquarium one uh, has been out since 2015. Um, and then the uh, EcoCube Air, which is the hydroponic system, has mm-hmm. been out since 2016.
2: Awesome. Um, we'll go ahead and post on social media, and um, hopefully you do real well with them. I love the concept, and I love that you've put this together. It's something so unique and so complicated. Um, I can't imagine that you're like, okay, I'm just going to keep heading down this road and see if it works out. Do you have additional models, or where are you heading next?
5: Yeah, so we're a lot of people have been um, asking us for a larger version of the EcoCube Air Uh the hydroponic system to grow plants like tomatoes yeah. or something in, um, places indoors. So, uh, we, we've been able to make a larger model of it and we plan on shipping that November this year. It's called the grow box one. Nice. And we're, we're very, very excited about uh, bring the capability to, into the home of people to grow much larger plants hydroponically with much less water and twice as fast same benefits of aquaponics without the fish right
2: I think I think that is going to be uh your explosion point right there I think so too That is absolutely part of the future I know that like I know anything Kevin that I don't I don't know fully what that looks like Um, but you can see it in the farm to table movement. People want that fresh and think about this. Why would we go through, it doesn't matter your motivations, whether it's to make more money or you're saving the planet or whatever, forget that for a second. Just why would we have things shipped in from around the globe? If I can just grow them at home, or if I go down to my supermarket, why would they have things that are already picked when I can just pick it right off the tree right there in the supermarket? The plant has a higher yield. And it's perfectly fresh. Why wouldn't we do that?
5: Yeah. And you know exactly what goes into what you're consuming. That I think right. that's the most empowering thing, right? It's like you can get better looking tomatoes at the supermarket or the farmer's market even. But the tomatoes that you grow are always going to be the best tasting tomatoes.
2: Right. Well, yeah. And think, <laughs> well, and think about it, across the board. You win. Everybody wins. Every issue we talk about that would touch anything like produce you win uh, from a, I want to be as environmentally um, conscious as possible for people very focused on that. I want it cheaper. I want a better product. I want to control what I eat and know what goes into it. It uh, touches all of those. You do better if it's growing right there and you pick it yourself. So I think that's huge. It's A great idea. What advice do you give anybody that's starting a business? Um, and obviously yours
5: is more complicated. <laughs>
2: you know, They're like, I got this idea for a product, but I don't know how to bring it to market. What yeah. do you tell them?
5: Well, I was in that same place just in 2014, right? Um, I'd say, you know, you'd never know looking forward. All I did and I, what I still try to do every single day is just wake up and, you know, uh, set the expectation for myself to be working my tail off and set the hours. Uh, and yeah, I, I mean, I think just wake up every day and do it and doing my very best
2: just keep at it. Persistence is the key.
5: That's right. And uh, and with the expectation that I, I will make a lot of mistakes and, and I just got to keep doing my best every day I wake up to overcome those mistakes. Awesome.
2: Uh, Kevin, thanks for sharing your story. Again, we'll post um, links to your products and hopefully people can check them out and buy them. Uh, it's called EcoCube. Thanks, buddy. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. EcoCube. Cube spelled with the key and it's Q Cube. and it's get eco cube yep. and if you don't stop flashing the lights on and off <laughs> what? It's thunder look 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 thunder it's actually really cool they're both they're both neat um but i think he explodes when it comes to the ecopon or the um, uh aquaponics down the road oh yeah it's gonna be here just really cool. neat stuff though uh check it out get eco cube and we'll post the link to it as yeah. well if you have not um made your plans please make your plans now because it's only three nights to attend an interview with God. This is a movie that I encourage everybody to see. It's a fathom film event, meaning it's going to be in theaters for only three nights starting August 20th. So the 20th, 21st, and 22nd. If you could interview God, what would you ask? Well, this movie stars Academy Award nominee David Strahan. You'll know him from movies like uh, The Darkest Hour or We Were Marshall, where he played um, Edward R. Murrow in Good Night and Good Luck. The movie revolves around a journalist named Paul Asher, who who just returned from Afghanistan to find his marriage broken. And we understand, we've documented it pretty well here what soldiers go through. When they return, pretty much everything's broken. You come back to a life that you no longer understand yeah. and you fit in nowhere.
3: Yeah. And this guy was a journalist covering the soldiers that died over there. So, so you know what he was that. seeing?
2: Let's go see this really bad stuff and report yep. on it. Some soldiers, you know, see some bad stuff. He saw everybody's Everything. bad stuff. Yes. So he goes to an uh, an interview. Um, uh, He goes to interview God, who's played by Strahan. He sits down with this mysterious man and begins to ask questions, not only about the, the, you know, that the readers want to know, but questions that he has wanted to ask God forever. What is salvation? Um, Is there free will? We talked about that. Is there free will? Yeah. An Interview with God is an amazing mon- movie of self reflection and our relationship with God and what that means. It's beautifully acted and forces us to ask those really big questions. Mm-hmm. And you can see it. It's an Interview with God in theaters the twentieth, twenty first, and twenty second of August. Go to uh, the interview. Go to an interview with God dot com. interview with to check out details and find a theater near you. It's an interview with God dot com.
0: This is The Morning Blaze with Dot Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network.
1: This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.
2: Alrighty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen. The end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned Chris Cruz is a science denier. Denier. Yes. Yes. You I deny am. that yes. you are a science denier. Yes. We learned that if your big heist is to steal a truck of ramen noodles, you're doing it you wrong. are doing it so wrong. Unless. None Unless, no, 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 you're no, doing it. No, well, you're doing it for the money. Were you doing it because the ramen is so good? It's, you're doing it wrong. Doing it, yes. We learned that when planning a wedding, your goal should not be to trigger your fiance. What? Yes, that that's not. Certainly when it comes to the passages read at your wedding. <laughs> the Bible passages should not be chosen to try to piss off your fiance. That's, <laughs> it's not your goal there. Angering them should not be it. <laughs> Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I
3: really didn't care about climate change until I found out that Bloody Mary's will be gone. Now
2: now, now it's serious. It's, it's legit. It's serious business. How am I going to have my breakfast? How <laughs> am I going to have my breakfast? All right. How am I going to... What is going to be my new excuse to get drunk at breakfast? Thank you. I'm my, not drinking. I'm just having a Bloody Mary. Thank you. My wedding
3: highlight will be when Pastor Carey reads Proverbs 5, 18, 19.
2: We'll see. See how it works. <laughs> I guess it's going to have to be all sangria now.
4: <laughs> <For your
2: brunch. laughs> mimosas. Yes, are mimosas. sangria's yes. and in mimosa. Yes. Oh, you think mimosas are going to be around? See what happens the to orange oranges. Is, That's champagne
3: right. is made out of what? What? Champagne is meant out of what?
2: Grapes. Oh. Okay. Kirk Jones, spin of the Dials, radio style with Dallas, Texas, Mercury Studios. What if anything did you learn today? I
3: learned today that celery is vastly underrated.
2: What is who? Celery, celery. Oh, celery is. Yeah, the I'm a chick on the corner. Yeah, exactly. No, that's black pepper. Oh, a... that's black. Pe- I uh, knew it was that. Is, in that the is, she's underrated too. Okay. What if anything did the listeners learn today? <laughs> bah, blah blah blah. Love blah blah blah. Minnesota has plenty of entry Oh, I see what you did.
3: I see what you did. I don't see it, but he got it. <laughs> Get a sleep. Plenty
2: of polenti. Paul
3: oh, I like that Get a sleeve a coke, please Saying what I learned today How much tickets to Chris Cruz wedding 20 bucks, same as downtown, downtown. Yep, yep. Speaking Doc saying So Doc will be singing Do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do a deer, a female deer.
2: Yes, that's right. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. That's, oh, okay, uh, I could get that. If he's, if he's taking requests. I mean, I'm taking requests. If he, That's his request. Oh, sure. this is
3: legit. Quiet Storm saying just activated my new Patriot mobile device. Now I can listen and tweet.
2: There he goes. At PatriotMobile.com slash doc. I just realized I didn't get to the numbers on procrastination. I'm going to do those tomorrow. What else do you have coming up tomorrow? Friday
3: leftovers. And I'm going to teach you another thing.
2: Oh, no. What does Glenn have coming up on his broadcast? A lot of topics. He's ready to talk to you guys, no idea. What is Glenn wearing today? Chuck Taylor's. Oh, okay, he's kind of going retro on us there. I think so. Okay, remember the Morning Blaze is today a Chris Cruz production, six separate Tyrannus Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever, Wherever you, you are, are. on your <laughs> you go home. This
1: is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Knowledge is power. Tweet at us with the hashtag #WhatILearnedToday. I learned today. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network.